And we are live. How's everybody doing tonight? My name is Anthony Brian Logan, and you're watching and or listening to ABL Live. Thank y'all for being here tonight. You could be almost anywhere in the world, but you're right here with me, live on the show. And I appreciate y'all for that. We got a whole lot going on all over the place, all over the internet, social media, everywhere. There's a whole lot happening. The, the, the dumpster fire that was the Joe Biden press conference was really crazy. We'll talk about that, of course. Also, the Virginia Beach shooting. I'm going to talk a lot about that because you guys may know, may or may not know, I'm from the Virginia Beach area. Born in Charleston, West Virginia, grew up in the Virginia Beach area of Virginia. So we'll talk about that. And we'll talk about how the narratives are not going to be met. So the mainstream media will not cover this too much. They're going to try to cover it because it's an officer involved shooting. That's part of it. But once you hear the entire story, they're not going to want to cover it at all beyond what they've already done. Also, uh, the Oakland BIPOC monies, they're giving out money. 500 US dollars per month to 600 families in a lottery system. The catch is you have to be quote unquote low income and you cannot be white. We'll talk about all those things and a whole lot more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And again, I thank you guys for being here. We got a lot going on. We got a whole lot happening. So y'all just hang tight. We're going to get through everything. And if you enjoyed the show, if you enjoyed the channel, please give the video a thumbs up. If you're not subscribed yet for whatever the reason may be, maybe you were subscribed and you got unsubscribed, whatever it is, go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now. I most certainly appreciate y'all for that. Wow, we got a whole lot happening. This whole uh, mass shooter narrative is kind of going by the wayside, ain't it? Oh, crazy white male. Man, it, it's really just kind of going by the wayside. It's unfortunate when there's any kind of uh, mass shooting, but what they're talking about right now just is not really what's happening. But we'll talk about that specifically in a moment. I think I want to get to first to Biden press conference, and then we get into a few more things that have been going on. Really crazy things. Now, did you guys see the Joe Biden press conference? I mean, it was crazy. First of all, you could tell that this whole thing was orchestrated. It was like it was choreographed. You understand what I'm saying? It was choreographed. Everything in it. There, there was nothing done that was just, you know, kind of spur of the moment. Like, see, the way Trump would do, Trump would simply just go out there and call them reporters randomly. They'd they shout out stuff, raise their hand or whatever. He'd call them like a teacher. You know, when somebody say, okay, you know the answer to the question? You do, okay, um, ABL, you answer the question. That's what Trump would do. But with Biden in there, Everything is orchestrated. His handlers, quote unquote, which is Democratic National Party, his handlers are just giving them stuff. Okay, go out here and do this. Go out here and say that. Um, there was pictures found. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm pull this up. There are pictures of his like his little cheat sheet, right? Let me let me get one of these cheat sheets if I can find them. One second here, Biden cheat sheet. So yeah, I mean. The, the pictures were clear as day. So he's at the podium and he has certain little images. I'll pull a few of them up. I'll pull some up that are zoomed in and then I'll just, I'll, I'll show you what the images are. Then I'll just zoom on in so you can see exactly what's going on. Right. 
Okay, so I think this is probably the best way to do it right here. Let me go ahead and just get these organized. And then we can go from there. Oh, that's not really a good one. Let me find a better one than that. But yeah, this this is what your man Joe has been doing a lot. Just it, it, it's the same way that he quote unquote won is the same way that he's doing what he's doing right now. Okay, put it to you like that. I will put it to you that way. Okay, I think this is probably going to be good enough. Yeah, this will work. So let me go right here with it. Let me put this on the screen right quick. And let's go to desktop. And there we go. Let's go do this. Okay, so here's one picture. This is him at the so-called press conference at the podium. And what he has in front of him is a list of reporters with looks like numbers by their name. I didn't even see that part until just right now. So the White House press corps has a certain number of people that are going to be in there. Like, you can't just be a random person to get into the White House press corps, the Correspondents Association. They're going to just allow you to be in there from a particular place. So you have your name and your picture, all that kind of stuff listed. And what he had right here was those people with what appears to be numbers by their name circled. So he's going to call them in sequence. And he only called 10 people on a dot, 10 people. It's kind of a really sharp number, not 13 or nine or 17, 10 people really, really choreographed, coordinated. But right beside this, you have numbers circle. I see the number eight and number nine, number one. You know, I'm seeing everybody in order of appearance, basically. So when I was looking at him and he was, you know, he would answer a question, get done answering it. He would look down on his sheet and kind of be pausing for a minute. Like he was trying to find who the next person was because he was trying to find a number. Okay. Here's number two. I'm going to call on you. That's what he would do. And of course he had a bunch of notes that were already prepared for him to go through as well. That's a little bit of a closer uh, image of it. So you guys can see it on the screen. So I see, Looks like number one right there. I can't really, I think that's, I think that's AP, which makes sense because they always call AP first back in the day. That's how I used to do it back in Obama's time was called AP because that's, that's considered to be a non-biased source, although it's very biased nowadays. That's a different story. I digress. So number one, that appears to be AP. Then I see like a number five, eight and nine. So this is all choreographed. All right. And then here is another image. Let me zoom in on this one. It's probably the better one right here. I think this is um, about infrastructure. So he has key talking points on an index card. That's, that's like a four by six type card. So eh, probably about the size of a phone, a little bit bigger than the phone. Maybe, maybe about this size, probably a little bit, something like that. So he has it right there in his hand. And he's just reading off of it. He might as well be on his Blackberry or something like that and just, just read from there. Or have a teleprompter because we can see this, sir. And we know you're looking down at your notes. See, this is the difference between the way that um, Tony Blinken and the other man, I forget his name. I can't pronounce his name. The, the Chinese man at the Anchorage summit between China and U.S. Tony Blinken, that the U.S. Uh, delegation representative, he was looking down on his notes, talking from there, just just reading stuff from a sheet of paper. Meanwhile, the Chinese man was talking straight at him like this. No notes or nothing, just talking straight. So it made us look very weak, 
very just, you know, old school, not really prepared, not really serious. If you're reading stuff from a document, talking to a world leader or a world leader representative, then you're just not even really in the game, in my humble opinion. I don't want to see this man come out with index cards talking to Xi Jinping or Vladimir Putin or somebody like that. I just don't want to see it. Okay. I don't want to see it. And then you're going to have Kamala Harris down there at the border. For what? Why? What's what's the reason? Okay. Like, I think you pretty much just threw that on her to prevent from even having to talk about it. You know, because why, why even, you know, he should be the one that's down there if there's a crisis happening. But since, you know, he's not really concerned about that, then it's the, 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 the answer, the, the question is why, why even, you know, why even care? Why, why even care? So yeah, but the whole press conference, it was, it was not good. It was very interesting how there was little to no kickback. And when, um, Biden got any kind of kickback from the press, he'd be triggered. Like it wasn't even kickback on this particular one. Um, the reporter was just asking him, Hey, do you plan on running again in 2024? Because Trump by this time already had his 2000 or the year 2020, um, you know, team prepared. He already knew he was going to do. So are you going to run? Yeah, I'm going to like, he was really, really triggered at that question. And then since he was, and since he was triggered, people were acting like, Oh, well, that's just him being challenged. No, it's not him being challenged. It's him. Just getting triggered and butt hurt and upset for no reason. No reason at all. All right. Oh, and did, did they have... Oh, so I'm seeing that... Um, Wait a minute. Was Did, did Kamala Harris and Slip Willie had a little summit? Okay, that's that's really interesting. I, I'm just now seeing that one. I, yeah, I almost forgot about the little summit they were going to have between Kamala and Slip Willie. Yeah, talk about optics. Good night. I mean, can we just... You know, have a brain for a moment and think about optics, how that might not look too good. You know what, you know what time it was a Slick Willie. You know, he, he might as well have done it with Hillary Clinton for real because Slick Willie right there with Kamala, and we know her history with, um, uh, what's what's her man's name? Uh, Willie? Willie Brown, is that his name? Out, out there in San Francisco, we know about her history with that, so that might not be the way to go about this whole situation. But different story. I'll move on. So, yeah. That that whole presser was pretty much the, a, a big time dumpster fire, <laughs> huge dumpster fire, and it's almost like they're kind of mocking this. They they know that we're like, okay, really, you're gonna go with Slick Willie? Is that what you're gonna do, Kamala Harris? And we just gotta take it. And then if we say something about it, then we're being uh, we're being sexist or misogynistic for saying. Hey, that might not be a good idea, Slick Willie. We know what time you know what time it is with you. We know how you get down, and we know how Kamala Harris gets down as well. So that might not be. Rather than just allowing us to say that, they will say, "Oh, you're being toxic, sexist, toxic masculinity." No, you're just not really using your brain too much. That's really the long and short of it all. Okay, that that is the long and short of it all. So. Again, thank y'all for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, give me the thumbs up on the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. And I'd appreciate it if you did. All right. Hold on. There was one thing I wanted to show you guys from the whole border situation. I'm going to find that right now because there was a clip of Kamala Harris. Or it was kind of a parody type thing of Kamala at the border. 
I'm going to find that sooner or later. But what else we got going on here? Um, oh, the Virginia Beach shooting. I'm, I'm going to get, yes, Willie Brown. Thank you for that. I, I knew his name was Willie Brown. Downtown Willie Brown. I'm going to get to the Virginia Beach shooting in a minute. But um, hold on. I, I need to, I, I, I have to find that video. Give me one second and I'm going to find it. I'm, re- I'm reading some of you guys' comments at the same time. But yeah, everyone knows how that whole thing looked with Kamala and Slit Willie. So I don't understand why, you know, she would think anything different. Like she would think that that's just okay. Like that's not really a big deal. Ah, oh, here it is. That's what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Okay, we're gonna show, we're gonna play this right here, and then we move on to the next topic. Okay, that's not what I wanted to show. Let's go right there. There we are. Okay, can I get my regular speakers? Maybe. Let's go back over there. And there we go. And is everybody following COVID procedures? Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's packed like sardines in here. So if you if you did not if you were not able to see that if you listen to audio only, this is like a little parody of Kamala Harris when they sent her down to the border. Um, so looks like a, a lady has her kids wrapped up in like tinfoil or something next to the stairs in their house, and she's like walking through them dressed as Kamala Harris and doing and doing a whole uh little laugh talking about hey are you guys following the protocols. You know, you know that laugh, that that laugh that makes you just want to go ahead and just, you know, just just on the bridge you want to jump. You're not you're not trying to get rescued. You like, yo, don't rescue me. I'm ready to go ahead and just go to the upper room. So here is it. Here's the parody one more time for you guys. And is everybody following COVID procedures? Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's packed like sardines in here. <laughs> One more time for the roll, and then I'm going to show you, I'm going to show you this one more time for the roll, and then I'm going to show you video of the actual uh, border facilities. We've seen pictures and things of that nature. We've seen, we've heard testimony, and, but I'm going to show you video of how packed these, um, what they want to call them, migrant detention facilities, migrant holding facilities, whatever they want to call them. Back when it was Trump, it was kids in cages. Now, Migrant detention facilities. But anyway, one more game for the road. And then we get to the, the real footage. And is everybody following COVID procedures? Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's packed like sardines in here. <laughs> that right there is dead on accurate. So shout out to whoever did that. Oh, that, I think that might have been Topher. Hey, Topher, if you did that, bravo, sir. Bravo. All right. But yeah, now I think Topher posted it. I don't know who actually did it. But whoever whoever is the person in the video with the youngins and everything, you, a hey, hat tip to you, miss. You, you're fantastic. But now we have actual video, and I know I got that saved somewhere. We have actual video from the, the border, and that's really important to see because that right there just it, it exposes everything. Oh, here it is right here. This is from um, a Republican 
the first video that we saw or the first pictures that we saw came from a Democrat. Now we have video and Ted Cruz, I think, reposted it. So let's check this out. This, this is real. That right there, that was a parody. That was just all jokes and all this and that. This is real video of the so-called detention centers at the border. Check it out. Pat. Pat like sardines for real. And you know it's hot. They're in the tent. How, how cool can it really be in the tent? You see what I'm saying? I'm hearing fans going. If you got fans going in the tent, it's got to be hot. And all that tinfoil right there that you see or whatever that shiny material is, those are people laying down in their little blankets or whatever. And then outside of those, you have a bunch of trash cans. I'm not sure how sanitary it can be because we got the virus going on and they pet from elbow to elbow, window to the wall. So how sanitary can it be? And then they're going to pan over a little bit and show right there in the center. And they just lined up. I'm talking about front to back, lined up. Okay, they got masks on, but they have no distance whatsoever. You're talking about like really packed tight in this little place. Okay, there was a longer video I want to show you as well of that same situation. But this right here really just does it. This, this shows what's going on. Okay, when you see pictures, that's one thing. When you see the video, that does it justice. That doesn't, okay, then you have like guards up here, it looks like. So th this, this is not just some kind of place to come hang out and chill. This is not a rec center or anything of the sort. This is a real deal place. This is a real deal place. Okay, matter of fact, here's a longer video. There we go. Now, this is going to be a minute and some change. And from Ted Cruz as well. Ted Cruz, here's a um, caption. I'll put it on the screen right quick. The caption says, these are the Biden cages. Faces blurred. Thousands of kids in the midst of a pandemic crammed in at 1,500% capacity. This is just one of the quote-unquote pods at Donna. There are seven more equally full. And this is packed from the window to the wall. Check it out. There's no room at all in this. If you have room to even step your foot, you'd be lucky. This is packed completely. Completely. No room at all. Each room. Kids in cages? What's this? Kids in um, cages? <laughs> the only difference between this and what Trump had was that there's more overcrowding here because under Trump, there, were, there weren't so many people coming to the border at once because there was no you know, red carpet laid out for them. Biden says, hey, he said during the campaign, rush the border, rush the border. And then he said, we're not going to deport anyone for the first 100 days. Now he's trying to say, oh, don't come and stay in Mexico. Well, isn't that the exact same thing that Trump said? Don't come, stay in Mexico or stay in your country of origin. Isn't that what he said? The difference between what Biden is saying and what Trump is saying is that Trump backed up what he was saying with action. Okay, you're going to get deported immediately. You would not be granted access. Ain't no more catch and release. Biden is all barking, no bite. Let's keep on. Let's keep going with the video. Each side packed. It wasn't just one side packed. Each side packed. How is it sanitary? Even for a penitentiary, how is it sanitary? Like if you if you if you committed a crime, how is that sanitary? You get better conditions in the penitentiary. Straight up. And you have seven more facilities in this one place, if I'm not mistaken, that are just like this. Okay, they got to clean out the one area right here. 
they clean the mats, they're on a hard surface. So all you got is your clothes on your back. You probably get clothes as well. But you got this hard surface and uh, the mats, and that's pretty much what it is. That's that's just what it is. Okay, so th these are the Biden cages. Now, where are all the activists? Where is everybody that says, hey, this is immoral, this is, um, this is not right, and we got to free these people and let them into the... Where, where are all the activists at? Oh, they're gone now because Trump's not there. So obviously, we know what that was. It was simply a political ploy to attack Trump, not because people are really, you know, um, fearful about the well-being of the so-called migrants. But I digress. How are they feeding them? Hey, you you know what time it is? They big money. It's it's money. They got they got food somewhere. They got food, clothing, shelter, all that. Okay, they they got everything they need. Just like people in the penitentiary, the money come from somewhere. You know, but see, the, the, the only issue is that these are not even citizens. These are people that are here illegally and they're given all these amenities that they should not be having. They should be in their country of origin. But I digress. Now, let's get to the Virginia Beach shooting, shall we? Because this right here is on my mind. It's been on my mind for a little bit now. You guys may know I'm from that area, Virginia Beach. I'm, I was born in Charleston, West Virginia. On both sides of my family from there. So that's my birthplace. But I was raised in the Virginia Beach, Norfolk, Chesapeake, Portsmouth area. That's where I'm from. So I've been down to the beach a million times. I've been down to the oceanfront, 4th of July, spring break, just regular days in the summertime when it's hot, when it's cold, when it's raining. You know, I grew up down there. I've been down the beach all, like, all the time. The boardwalk, the strip, 17th Street, 21st Street, up, down, north, north, south, everywhere. I've been everywhere all, all, all down the beach. And I know how it gets right around this time. Like, it's a, it's a perfect storm. Virginia Beach is a tale of, I say, three worlds. Local people, military, and tourists. And the problem with Virginia Beach sometimes is that you have a clash of all three at one place. The tourists come in, they don't know what's going on. They're kind of agreeing to the whole situation. Yeah, I'm going to go to Virginia Beach. It's all good. Whoop de boop. Then they go out there at a certain time of night, and they shouldn't be, and things don't go right. You got the military. It's kind of the same thing. They kind of live in the alternate universe. It's kind of, they kind of like tourists if they've not been here for a while. And then you got the locals. We know everything that's going on. We know when to avoid the beach, when, when it's cool to go. We know all of that. So um, I think it might have been last night, right around 1130, 17th Street, or 21st, I think between 17th and 19th. So right off the interstate, the, 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 the main tourist spot, you got clubs and stuff right here. You got all the little tourist traps right there. There was multiple shootings, three different shootings that happened like consecutively or simultaneously. Three different shootings. Now, in the first shooting, people got shot, but nobody died. Oh, before I continue, there was a total of 10 people that got shot and two died. In the first shooting, nobody died. People got hit, though. They might die from it because it might be in critical condition, but nobody died as of yet. The second shooting, they hit an innocent bystander. Now, the innocent bystander is a person that's been on reality TV. Um, her name is Deshayla. I'm going to pull this up right quick so you guys will see what I'm talking about. And, um, you know, it, it did hit the media for a while because, you know, it's a mass shooting. The police are involved here. I'll talk about that in a minute. Ten people got shot, two died down the beach. 
violence is kind of coming in the beach to a certain extent at certain times of the year, but not like this, not really. Not down the beach. Not not on the ocean front. It it does get violent down there, but it's not like you're not gonna have game wars down there, which is pretty much what this was. But anyway, let me get to okay. Her name, DeShayla Harris, 29 years old from Norfolk. Right? She was on this show called The Bad Girls Club. Um, are they gonna show her? Yeah, okay, hold on. So so Bad Girls Club star killed in Virginia Beach shooting. And shout out to Akatune Nation TV for, for pointing this out. I didn't know she was on that show. All right. I did I did not know that at all. So this, this is the crime scene right here. Um, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's it's a um parking lot right there off of what looks like 17th, 18th, one of those streets. Okay. So right around eleven thirty, she was in the club. I'm not sure what club she was in. And whatever club that she was in before she got shot is going to get shut down instantly because that's usually what happens. Beach parking, I've parked right there at that beach park. I've seen that sign a million times. And I know exactly where that is. Pacific Avenue, yeah, right there. So that's her right there. Yep, so that's her, DeShayla Harris. She was an innocent bystander. She was, she was just like right here. This is her last Instagram. and She was in the club just hanging out. So she was in the parking lot probably get ready to leave or go somewhere else. And she got shot because you had some guys that had beef with each other that were shooting at each other. And she got hit innocent bystander. She was uninvolved with the situation and she was involved with a second shooting. She died. Unfortunately, may she rest in peace, 29 years old. Then there was a shooting where the third one, the last one was police involved. Now the young man, I forget his name. Let me pull it back up right quick. Donovan Lynch, 25 years old. He got shot by the police. Now, from what I'm hearing, the police are saying that there was no there was no choice. He forced the police to do that. So I don't know if that means he had a gun and was pointing at him. Probably so. People are already coming out talking about, oh, he was a good boy and he wasn't done anything like that. Nah, that's not it's not gonna fly here because you got cameras, you got witnesses, it's not gonna fly. And plus there was a bunch of melee. There, there were there was so much chaos happening down the beach. Because you had three separate incidents, three separate crime scenes that ranged for blocks. I think it was 17th and 19th Street. So 17th, 18th, 19th. And th- these are pretty decent-sized blocks. This is not New York City, but they're, they're decent-sized blocks. So you got a really big area of chaos happening. You're not going to be able to get this whole, he was a good boy, he didn't do nothing off. At least that's what I'm seeing right now. It's probably not going to happen. The only reason why the media may cover it a little bit is because the police were involved in one of the shootings. But once you hear the whole situation, how you get people that are innocent getting shot, not by the police, but by other people, and everybody involved is black, probably even the officer too, maybe potentially, then it's going to go away. The same way it went away in Colorado. Is that a story right now in the news, a Colorado shooting? I've not really heard about it. I'm still hearing about what, what I hear now is, you know, Asian hate crime, this Asian hate crime, that stand with Asian, Asian solidarity. But I'm not really hearing about the Colorado shooting in the same context, right? Because if the shooter is Syrian, where is Syria? Asia. Yes, it is. Oh, it's Middle East. Where's Middle East at? Europe or Asia? It's in Asia. Iraq, where is that? Asia. Iran, Asia. Jordan, Asia. Saudi Arabia, Asia. Simple. He's Asian, and everybody that he hit and killed in Colorado were white. 
So why is that not being seen as a hate crime at all? Or some kind of radicalized type thing by the mainstream media? So I'm not really hearing about this story too much in Colorado or in Virginia Beach or in Philly. There was another one. I think there were seven people that got shot, one or two got killed. Chicago, we have this happen all the time. Eight, nine, ten, shot, two killed, three killed, four killed, little kids, everything. Toddlers, babies, whatever. It doesn't really matter, right? It's all it's all fine. I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about um Lil Nas X. So don't you worry. I'm I'm seeing you guys in the comments. So I don't think this shooting in Virginia Beach where you lost two black people now will be covered in the media much more because once all the details come out. It won't be a thing where you could just point the finger at the police. I don't want to see Ben Crump. I don't want to see no ambulance chaser, bootleg, jet leg, preacher man, lawyer, or nothing like that coming down in the beach and trying to start stuff. Okay, Virginia Beach does have its problems, but don't come down there making it worse. Do not do it. Don't do it. All right, this ain't like Baltimore or Chicago or nothing like that. Not even Atlanta. This ain't like that, so don't come down there and do it. You got a lot of folks... Like Virginia Beach, North for Chesapeake, Pete, on up to like Maryland. You got the most black people making money out of anywhere in the country. We don't have these kinds of just ridiculous hood rat, extreme violence issues. We do have it, but not like a Chicago or a Detroit or a Philly or a New York or L.A. We don't have it there. So don't come down there and do it because it's not it's just not real. All right. But anyway, yeah, ambulance chasers. That's correct, Jack. That is correct. But I move right along. Because we got quite a bit to get to here. What's my next thing I got on my board that I wanted to discuss? Um, I talked about Biden, Virginia Beach. Oh, I'm going to talk about Oakland BIPOC. I got a few more things on the list I'm going to get to. I'm going to get to Lil Nas X a little bit later. Y'all just hang tight. And Lil Nas X one, I, I won't be too descriptive. Matter of fact, let's get straight into it. So Lil Nas X, you may know who that is. Um, uh, What's that? Uh, Old Town Road. The, the cowboy song, you know what I'm talking about. Ride till I can't no more. That 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 young boy. Um, so when he made that song, it was cool. You know, kids loved it. He would go out there and perform it. It was all good, right? Just as a young kid having fun, cool little music. You know, got Billy Ray Cyrus on it. It's all good. Everybody's you know having a good time. But when he said, "Hey, you know what? I'm LGBT," I was like, "Uh oh." That that might be a problem because now he'll go to the far he he'll go really left to do something weird. If he's gay, I don't really care about that. But when you announce it and you kind of like making it be a market employee, I'm like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. Because already in music and popular music, they want to push certain narratives, right? Once you get to like these major labels and they're putting a bunch of money into you, like. I'm going to talk about the music industry for a minute. I know a little bit about it. I've been around the music industry. I've been in studios. You know, I used to make mixtapes and beats and stuff like that back in my younger days. I've been down to uh, Timberland Studio in Virginia Beach. Don't tell nobody. It's just, it's just us here. But I, I know a little bit about the music industry. One thing about the music industry is that in order to have somebody to become famous, to become like top of the charts and really like out there, it takes money, a lot of money. Drake, Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, all these people, it takes a ton of money. Back in the day, they called that payola. This is an old school term. Payola is an old school term when they would pay radio DJs to play records over and over, right? 
And that also applied to like the media. That still may apply to the media. It still does apply to the media, but in a different way. And I'll explain how, how it's different. What they do now is, okay, rather than just paying the radio DJ, you know, $100, $200 or whatever the case. All right, look. We're going to buy a bunch of ads from a parent company. So you got Clear Channel or something like that, a major hub of radio and uh, or, or Apple or something like that. Some people that have playlists on these uh, big streaming platforms. We'll buy, we'll buy a bunch of ads from you. Speaking of the record label, we'll buy a bunch of ads. And since we have X, Y, and Z artists, it will behoove you to play more of their songs so you can get more ad buys from us because the ads are what dominate you as far as your revenue streams. If you're talking about uh, streaming services and things of that nature, the ads are how you make money, right? So we're going to buy a bunch of ads and it's kind of a wink, wink deal. Play more of a record. Play more of the record. When you hear um, Lizzo over and over again, when I was in Virginia, what was that, a couple years ago, um, I rented a car and I didn't have any of my music or anything hooked up to it. So I'm hearing the radio down there, 103 Jams, and they played the Lizzo Truth Hurt song over and over. I heard it. I had it been a thousand times in the car. And I wasn't in the car that long. Just driving around Virginia, like Norfolk, that area. I heard it a thousand times. Over and over. Truth Hurts. It was like, what is going on? Is the song that hot? It's because the label are buying a bunch of ads saying, hey, play that song. So when Lil Nas X came out and said, you know what, I'm LGBT. And I saw how popular Old Town Road was. I'm like, okay, he's going to put out something next. It's going to be super hyper LGBT. And that's going to be spun a lot. It's going to be very popular. It'll be a lot of cash put behind it. And now we have this song. Uh, I've not heard the actual song audio wise, not in the least bit, but um, I have seen some visuals from it. And I'm going to show some stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I won't be graphic. I promise. I won't be graphic. All right. I'll talk about the shoes and then I'll talk about, I'll, I'll talk about the shoes after the video. Okay. Now in the video, he is twerking and like doing the strip tease. That's the best way I can explain it. Doing the strip tease on a devil on a devil. I'm not making it up at all. And of course, devil is a male. So it's it's almost like you're watching something that you shouldn't be watching if you get my drift. All right. So that's why, you know, I wanted I wanted to do a reaction, but how can I react to something like that? This ain't this ain't no X-rated site. I don't even know how this boy's able to, you know, play it on YouTube. It's like where are we at right now? This is YouTube.com. We got little babies watching. What are we doing? All right. So, matter of fact, here's a little parody. This, this, this is Squidward. This is a parody of what's going on. This is pretty much Lil Nas X. And again, this is not Lil Nas X. It's no, no nudity or nothing like that. But this is pretty much what the video was like. This is probably the best way to explain it, okay? And I'm not making it up. I'm talking about no shirt on, um, long braids with baby hairs, pink braids with baby hair, um stripper boots it was like this that's that's what the video was like um inhale burning fire that's what it was like okay so 
If you want to see the video, you can look it up on your own time. I'm not going to play here. We got little babies watching. I'm not going to be able to do it. All right. Now, that is pretty much what was going on. And aside from him dancing on the pole, there was a, a, a Satan, a devil, dressed up person, a male, muscled up, and Lil Nas doing a strip tease on him, like Janet Jackson or somebody like that at an award show or Sierra or somebody. It was, it was nasty. I put it to you like this. Lil Nas X is Cardi B on cocaine and heroin at the same time. Just to, like Lil Nas X makes Cardi B look like Mr. Rogers. Okay, that's what's going on with that. It was it was crazy. Now this this is a little arena where they were. It's not going to show either one of them. Oh yeah, it will. It's showing the dude, but you can't really see him. Here's the arena that they were on. So this this is this is what the 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 boy who had. The, the song that was really good for kids and really positive and uplifting is doing now. Now, how was this for kids or positive or uplifting? This is completely satanic. And people say, oh, man, you tripping. Why are you talking about uh, devil worship and music is not really a real thing? What is this? What is, what is this? There was a scene where after Lil Nas X gets done dancing on this fool right here, he um snapped his neck and put his devil horns on. Cause that he has horns on right there. He took the horns off his, and put it on his own head. All right. And then there was another scene. Oh, okay. Here is, here, here's the after scene of Lil Nas X with the devil horns. So how much more blatant can you get? How much more blatant can we get? You know, back in the day, cause I'm, you know, I'm kind of older than a lot of people sometimes depending upon the crowd that's watching I remember the three, six mafia days. And if you don't know about three, six mafia, that's a rap group from they're still around to a certain extent, but they're really hot in the nineties, two thousands. And, um, when they first came out back in the day, like early nineties, late eighties, they went by, um, triple six mafia because they could not use three, six because it, it was just too, too evil, too, too much. Right. They were not, Devil worshiping, really, but what they were was just edgy. So they used Triple Six Mafia back in the day. Triple Six rather than Three Six because it just was more marketable. Now we went from that to full-on devil outfit, and this is considered to be, like, really hot, really woke, and the next best thing. And if you say something against it, then you may be somehow a homophobe. I'm not really sure how that makes any sense. Maybe you just might be a Christian Maybe you might not. Maybe you might not want to have your children listen to evil music. Maybe you just want the old town road type thing back, and maybe you don't want anything other than that. Just maybe, right? Okay. So, and then there was the shoes. Okay, I'm gonna get to the shoes. All right. Now we don't have any shirts off or nothing like that in this one, but here are the shoes. Now, these are Nike Air Max customized to be devilish. But you know, I don't think these are from Nike necessarily. And if I'm wrong, let me know. Yes, they are Nike Air Max, but it may just be a company that are doing like variants or whatever they call it, like um, custom edition. They can make these on their own aside from having an endorsement trade from Nike. They said they got human blood in the soul. I doubt that. But yeah, that's what it says. And... On the back of the heel, because what I'm showing right now has a side profile of the shoe. If you can't see the video or the, the picture, 
So it has a profile, like a right side profile, and it has what is like red. It appears to be some kind of red liquid in the bubble sole, which is clear so you can see it. Then on the heel, it has Mark of the Beast, the three sixes, and then the Nike swoosh. And then at the front, it has Luke 1018. And then right there on the tongue, there's some kind of ornament. And that's a, it's like a pentagram right there, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So, I mean, these are the shoes that Lil Nas X is promoting. Because in the first picture right here that I showed, that's him right there, Lil Nas X, holding it. Posing with some kind of colored contacts and his eye that uh, give him, like, snake eyes. It's like yellow with black in the middle. With the top of his head dyed red and the background behind him is red. All right. And then you see him with them on. And then they're in the box. And there's more because in the box, like right here, there's a really nasty picture. It looks like Satan conquering Jesus, maybe. But in the box, there's like dead souls and stuff. It's really just satanic. So Lil Nas X is not only having a satanic video, but also promoting satanic shoes. So when you got your, your woke cousin that comes around and says that hip hop is satanic, I mean, Lil Nas X ain't really proving them wrong, is he? Not at all. So, hey, it is what it is. But um, that's Lil Nas X. So next time you hear Old Town, Old Town Road, whatever that song is, understand who you're listening to. Understand what kind of what, what kind of record label will be behind that type of stuff and allow that to happen. You see, it's a it's a it's a different kind of play here. Now, I guarantee you, if it was something about Prophet Muhammad or something like that, peace be upon him. Oh, no, they don't want to do that. No, no, no. They would never, you would never see nothing like that in no mainstream media, music, record labels. Ne never, ever, ever, ever. Because I already know what time it is. I already saw uh, the Charlie Hebdo. Then I want to get a lot of Watt Bar, you understand? But I digress. Um. Okay, what else we got going on? There, there's, there's a quite a bit I want to get to. Oh, the Oakland BIPOC monies. Now, I did a video today about Oakland, California, how they're giving out 500 U.S. dollars per month to non-white families in a lottery system up to 600 families. So once they reach, reach the magic number 600 families, it won't be any more money given out. And um, you got to be BIPOC, Black, Indigenous, People of Color, B-I-P-O-C. So this means you can't be white and get the money. But a study revealed that 10%, no, pardon me, 8% of Oakland's white population is below the federal poverty line, which is like, what, 12,500, something like that. Extreme poverty. You're talking about people that are homeless, basically. But the threshold to be able to get this money is considered to be low income, but it's not really. I guess it is for Oakland, but not for the rest of the country. $59,000. So if you're a household in Oakland making like 60 grand or less, you could be eligible to get the $500 extra per month from the city. Now it's going to come from the city. It'd be doled out from the city, but it will be funded by private donors, which is kind of, it's like, okay, if it's private money, why is the city giving it out? Why would the government come in and take private money and give it? But anyway, it's privately funded, but operated by the city. And it's clearly racist and just another welfare benefit, really $500. Like in a lot of these low income areas in Oakland, you're talking about third world country. You're talking about uh crackville meth town, just 
I saw some pictures. I was totally shocked. Garbage on the street, third world country. I mean, I've seen poverty and I've seen some bad areas, but good night. I mean, come on. You know, I, I now I've been down in Atlanta and East Coast and other parts of the country, but I've never seen nothing like that. That's like worse than Mexico right here in America. And the rationale for not giving out monies to anybody that are white or, you know, is because a lot of the white population came in from outside of the, the state, outside of the city at least, to work in the tech industry or in finance, and they got plenty of money, so they don't need it. But what about those that don't have the money? What about those that are poor? I'm not saying you should get the money. Don't get it twisted. But if you're going to give out monies, then why would you exclude whites? It's just simply racist. That all. That's all. And then... You're going to say whites already have a bunch of money. They don't need it. So you're saying basically whites are superior. They don't need this handout. They don't need this benefit. They're superior already. Sounds kind of familiar, doesn't it? Whites are superior. They, you know, have separate things, different things. But everybody else, all the colors, I mean, people of color, I mean, BIPOC, all of them, oh, they need it because they're inferior. They can't do without the white man. I can guarantee you. These so-called wealthy donors are 99.999% white, guaranteed. So the white man doesn't get it. He's too rich. The wealthy white person gives the money to the poor colors that can't do anything for themselves. That's what it says to me. All of this is being done in the name of wokeness. Oh, we got to be woke. We got to be super helpful. And we got to be a benefit to the colored community, right? That's pretty much what's going on. But at the end of the day, there's been countless monies given um, by local governments in California, I mean, California, by the federal government. The money does not help. The money doesn't like you got to be able to get beyond the the cultural issues, the the person to person issues, the people, the individual issues. OK, if you smoke crack for a living, that might not be a good way to have success. OK, if you've been a full time crack smoker for the past 20 years, you might need to do something else in order to get some success. If you shoot heroin, you do that all day. That might not really be a good look. Okay. There's one guy that snorts heroin. That's a Columbia professor, but that's a different story. Anyway, that might not help you out too well. You got to do some things that are productive and positive in your life. Okay. If you, if he's going to be, you know, scamming, robbing and just living on the government, not really trying to succeed. It won't get any better. Through all these government programs and handouts and benefits, I've not seen Oakland get better for the poor population. Now, if you got money, you could do whatever you want because you got the money to be able to pay. All right. So it doesn't even really matter for you. You could live in your ivory tower over there away from the, the, the scuttle of the common person and you'll be fine. As long as you give out money to Black Lives Matter, you put on a BLM shirt, BLM face mask, BLM yard sign, you feel great about yourself, right? And you say, hey, I'm doing everything right. Um, I drive a Prius to work. I'm eco-friendly. Uh, you know, I I have a solar panel on my house and I have a, I have a, a very small carbon footprint. You could do it. You could ride a bike. You can ride a bike to work. You can get into Uber, Uber share, carpool. Okay, that's fine. But when you're voting for policies that have one part of the city just going down, down, and down. What are we really doing? It's crazy. So, yes, the, the policy is racist, and it won't do anything to help. Somebody say stop pandering. What you mean? Look at Oakland. Tell me how well Oakland is doing. Tell me how the government benefits have helped 
the people that are low income in Oakland, if you got money, you could do whatever you want. You can live anywhere and be straight for the most part. If you got the, if you got, you know, the certain kind of money to be able to do it. What about those? You're just regular. No, nah, don't, don't have, don't have them. Don't have them. Um, Charles, don't have them. Charles Turner. Don't, don't do that. Let, let them back. Let them back. Long as they ain't say nothing crazy. It's fine. It's totally fine. But anybody got a problem with what I'm saying, I, hey, come on the stream. Don't don't even, you know, don't don't be a keyboard warrior. When I take calls, come on the calls and talk to me. I guarantee you, if we have a debate about this, it, it won't it won't go well for you because I'll, I'll pff, trust. But I want you to come on and have the debate if you want to have it rather than being the keyboard crusader. All right. OK, and then what else we got here? Let me get to a, a couple more. Then I'm going to get to Super Chats and the calls. Oh, and shout out to uh, King Randall for handling Roland Martin on uh, Roland Martin's show. I did a video about that as well. I won't play it here. Matter of fact, I will play a little bit of it here. Let me get to that right quick. Just, just a tad bit of it, and then we'll keep on rocking. But before I, while I'm pulling the video up, Roland Martin, we all know, or some of us may know, is a big-time uh, left-wing person uh, a hater really a, a, a super hater but he has his own little show on, on the YouTubes and you know he, he does his thing and um his his main thing is hating conservatives hating anything conservatives do and trying to really help the Democrats get their whole thing rocking and rolling right that's his main thing that's what he does I saw him dancing with Hillary Clinton on stage. Matter of fact, can I put it up right quick? Give me one second. Roland Martin. So basically, you know, he is a, a, a Democratic Party shill. That's what he does. All right. Matter of fact, here we go. So th this is 2015 when Hillary was running, right? Hillary was running 2015, and he did some kind of town hall for her. And he ended it with a really kind of strange... Recap. And for some reason, he put this video on his own channel. I'm not really sure why he would do that. Look at this. It's right here on his channel. Roland Ness Martin. Okay. So let's play it right quick. Uh, that is it, Fuzz. I do got to ask you, do you know how to wobble? So what he asked her is, do you know how to wobble? It's some kind of dance. I'm not a dancer. I'm not going to get here and do the jig or nothing like that. So he was like, do you know how to, do you know how to wobble? Do you know how to do this dance? I'm sorry, what? Do you know how to wobble? And she's like, I don't know. I don't know nothing about that. I don't. Can you don't you know how to wobble? You just lost the black vote right there. Yeah. Karen, the black folks on your staff will teach you how to do the wobble. Trust well, can me. Can you show me how you, you go, do oh, it? Oh, I can show you how to do it. You're going to pick up some votes, trust me. Well, can, but, well but, but I got to see it in order like, to you know need it. Some, like, you need some music. I don't really need the music, but I'm just saying. Okay, who can show me? Come on. Don't be right, shy. Show, I told y'all Black like, Network we do a little bit different. Well, you you raised you raised it. Now don't leave you, me hanging I'm out like, here. Put my iPod on. I got music. Maybe maybe yeah maybe. And the, and the crowd's looking like okay, what are we doing? Look kind of like some really nervous uh, glances in the crowd. Like, is he gonna get up here and dance with this lady and do the wobble? But yes, he will. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Plug this up right now. <laughs> he's he's nervous too. He don't want to do it, but now he got to because he brought it up. Y'all know I put it on now, Secretary Clinton. <laughs> It's a pleasure. Thank you so very much. Uh, Claflin thanks you as well. Uh, round of applause, please, Democratic presidential candidate. Thank you, Roland. Secretary Hillary Clinton.
So here, here, here he comes. Get ready to cringe. Uh-oh. That's how I told y'all need the music. Don't don't let the ass guy fool you. So that's the kind of guy that Rollo Martin is, jump. right? To get on stage and to do the wobble with Hillary Clinton because Hillary Clinton is a Democrat and he is a Democratic Party stooge. That's him. But I move along. I will move right along and then I'm going to get to the video from uh, his interview with King Randall. Now, since King Randall lives in Georgia, Albany, Georgia, and he has this program called the X for Boys, where he teaches boys how to get skills and to get trades and to not go down the wrong path. You know, a lot of black boys doing the right thing, uh, real community activists, rather than talking about his school, Roland wants to talk about, you know, uh, voter suppression in Georgia and uh, Trump and stuff like that. But Kim Randall was like, look, that's not my fight. I'm over here talking about the extraboys.org. I'm not worried about what you're talking about over there. So here's part of the video that I want to show you guys. Let's put it up on the screen. All righty. We have to get out and go do for self in our own communities. So, okay, so, so define do for self. When I say do for self, you shared one of my tweets, uh, my videos, and I was actually a big fan of yours, but you shared one of my tweets uh, when I said black people need to stop begging the government and go and do for self out in our communities. You shared the video and called me an idiot. I didn't see anything idiotic about that statement No, 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 at no, no. All. So when you say do for self, like what? Mm -hmm. Explain that. Okay. Okay, for example, uh, here in Albany, Georgia, we complain about our school systems a lot. Many of our young men can't read. Uh, they have very hor horrible literacy rates. We don't have any rehab programs here uh, for juvenile uh, offenders. What I decided to do, I started a program two years ago, decided to do for self. Now, pause right here. Roland Martin's face about this whole thing is just really just kind of scrunched up, really just not positive or not encouraging to the young man, just really kind of scrunched up. But he is like, Saying everything's got to do. So I keep on going. Matter of fact, I roll it back a little bit to so you can hear him at the very beginning, go through his talk. So I kind of interrupted. And then you're going to see Roland Martin's face. Let's roll it back a little bit. Uh, here in Albany, Georgia, we complain about our school systems a lot. Many of our young men can't read. Uh, they have very hor horrible literacy rates. We don't have any rehab programs here uh, for juvenile uh, offenders. What I decided to do, I started a program two years ago, decided to do for self, um, and I started taking children into my home. Uh, I started taking custody of kids from juvenile court, and I started molding them and training them and teaching them skill trades, et cetera. Now I'm 21 years old. I just purchased a school here in Albany, Georgia to come back us being in the government-funded schools that are not teaching our children's, children what they need to learn. Um, so that's what I mean by do for self, simply getting up and going out and do it. So I have a question. the stereotype that I'm young, black in America, and I can't do anything because somebody's holding me down. So, Absolutely not. So a question. You, you, teenagers went and, go ahead. Me and some teenagers went and bought a school, and we just bought a school bus simply from going out and doing work. We decided to go fix our own communities. I'm not expecting anything from no politician. I'm not expecting nothing from Donald Trump, Joe Biden, or nobody. We're going to go do it for ourselves. And that's what I believe we need to be doing. I can vote, sure, but nothing's going to change in our community. So you went to. Our... <laughs> Boom. That's why. Ro and Roland Martin was so upset at what he was saying, which was great. I mean, that was fantastic. Bravo to the young man. 21 years old, bought a school, helping out young boys get real skills, real trades because they can actually use out there in the world and they can get money from it. Okay. Rather than congratulating a young man giving him encouragement. He must have this big scrunched up face because Roland was talking about, oh, well, you got to vote for the right thing. Vote for this, vote for that. Voter suppression. He was so focused on that. He was totally ignoring what King Randall was talking about when it comes to the school and what he's actually doing out there 
at 21 years old. Okay, so that's what I like to see. That's what I'm talking about right there. And that video, like I said in my video, is the difference between a liberal and a conservative. One side says government, government, government all the time. They are the reason for the season. Government this, government that. On the other side, we say, you know what? What can I do for myself? What can people around me do? My friends, my family, what can we do for each other? All right. So that was fantastic. Shout out, shout out to King Randall. His school is called The X, as in a letter X, thexforboys.org. It's right there on the screen. I'm going to zoom in a little bit. You see, thexforboys.org. I'll link to this right here. I'm copying it right now. I'll link to this in the chat box right now. And in the video I did about this earlier this week, it's in the description box of that. Also, on my website, I did an article about it. It's in the article for that particular video. And I can see the analytics on it. You guys really hitting that website up. Thank you for that. I appreciate you for hitting that website up and helping the young man get it, get everything rock and rolling. And also, I met them in D.C. These guys are legit. I met them in D.C. at the um, at the Blexit event. We went to the White House back in October. I met them. They all had their, their brand, the Expo Boys shirts on. King Brando was there. And they were, they're, they're legit. I can tell you from meeting them in person, they're really legit. So shout out to them. All right. And then the extra girls, I don't know where the extra girls is. You know, I don't think that it, it, I don't, I'm not really sure that he'd be able to do that on his own. Maybe that can be the next thing, the extra girls, if they need that, but that might not be in his wheelhouse. He might be to do the extra boys. The extra girls could be next. Maybe somebody out there can step up and, you know, Hey, if you get people that are motivated, they got people that are behind them financially. His school is 100%, not, not 100%, but pretty much. Well, nah, it is 100%. 100% privately financed, no government money at all, okay? And he's out there putting his own money from working into the whole thing as well. Adopting kids and helping them get on the right track at 21 years old. All right. So let me put, let me put this right here in the chat, the org. All right. And, okay, I got super chats. If I'm not mistaken, and then I'm going to get to the calls. So y'all just hang tight. Let me just find where I'm at right quick. And thank y'all again for being here. If you enjoyed what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Also, share the video. Like the video. Do all that good stuff. I'd appreciate it if you did. Super chat on that. Let's get to those right quick. Let me move on to the calls. Um, Let me see. Where am I at? Let's go right here. Thank you to Apu Bakr, who says, rest in peace to the victims of Boulder, Jahai, Chalana Bartawiak, Suzanne Fontaine, Terry Liker, Kevin Mahoney, Lynn Murray, Ricky Olds, Nevin Stanisic, Danny Strong, Jody Waters, and Officer Eric Talley. And thank you to Apu, who also says, great live stream on Wednesday, March 24th, 2021, ABL. Want to clarify my super chat? Uh, Sheila Lee, Democrat about Sheila Lee, said border is in crisis. Blame President Biden. Okay, interesting. Apple also says opinions on Roland Martin and Malcolm Nance. Well, I just, I gave it to Roland Martin just there, and Malcolm Nance is no different. Malcolm Nance is just kind of a more lower profile type person. Roland Martin has more of a presence in media, although it's not very big. He has more of a presence, at least among Black media. But Malcolm Nance is just the MSNBC crusader, and that's pretty much it. 
you know, they, they wanted me to audition to be on HLM back in 2017, like at the top of 2017, like right when Trump won. But I, first of all, I'm not really trying to be on a network only. I want to have my own platform where I can just, I'd rather have a small platform of my own or a, a good platform like this on my own rather than going to a big network like HLM, which is pretty much CNN. And going over there and be just getting beat up on occasionally, I, I'm good. So that's Malcolm Nance. He's an MSNBC crusader. No no solo platform of his own at all. Where's the Malcolm Nance show? I've not seen it anyway. And, of course, a, a big-time leftist, stomp-down leftist, black, uh, a black leftist, a hater as well. I think he hated on us when he went to the White House. It might have been Malcolm Nance or one of these guys. They're all kind of the same to me. When they, you know, it's just... You know, left-wing propaganda, that type of stuff. Not a fan. Uh, shout out to Laura, who says, as someone of Japanese heritage, I don't like the age victimhood card the media is trying to play. It feels icky and like they are trying to use us. Oh, you're right on point. They are trying to use you because I think, you know, you know, my opinion is I have no way of being able to prove this, no way of being able to verify this, but I think the ultimate goal is to have it to where if you say anything bad about China, or the Chinese, then they're going to try to censor you. Because it's going to get to the point where China has so much influence over the world, their politics will start to interfere with ours. So that might be the play they're trying to pull right now. We've already seen it with the NBA, where, you know, Kevin Mahoney, I think that was the former CEO of the Rockets, I mean, the, the GM of the Rockets, he has said something about Free Hong Kong. And that tweet, Pretty much, it, 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 was a, it was a spiral. It was a storm that went out of control. And after 16 years, he was removed from his seat as GM of the Rockets. 16 years off of one tweet about free Hong Kong. So I would not be surprised that they were trying to say, okay, if you put your hair, if you, if you touch one hair on a chinny chin chin of a Chinese person, you're going straight to Gitmo, Big Rocks, Little Rocks. That's pretty much it. And shout out to Apple who also says, ABL, Biden-Harris administration, <laughs> funny how you said that, Biden-Harris administration hired diversity officer Mr. Torres Estrada for military special forces, Delta, Green Berets, Rangers, SEALs, USAF, Pararescue, Marine Force, Recon, gonna be woke, so sad, tragic. Yeah, it's a lot of that woke military stuff going on right now, unfortunately. That shouldn't be what they're used for, but that's what's happening. He also says, of course, Torres Estrada tweeted racist meme last year. Goldilocks being let go, bears being arrested. Why are progressive Democrats the biggest racist? That's that's the case. You know, I get called every single racial slur, uh, anything racially derogatory, I get called every single day in some way, form, or fashion through, um, it's always like people that are on the internet, never in my face, ever, but always on the internet all the time. That's, that's like, I'm not even really, I never heard it from the right when I was on the left, but I always hear it from the left now I'm on the right. So, what the left tells you about, oh, the right, they're racist, and they hate black people. It's really them that hate black people. They want to just, it's projection. They're pointing the finger over there, but really it's them. It's like, hey, look, go over, look over there. Ain't nothing over here. You know, they got all the drugs and the pills and the guns over here. Say, oh, look over there, it's over there. But they got it right there. That's pretty much how they do. Oh, we got T on deck. Let me see. Mr. President, house plant is a bumbling fool. Thank you. All righty. Mr. President, Houseplant is a bumbling fool. Unfortunately, he's our bumbling fool. <laughs> exactly. 
Apu says, you doing wrestling or Crawford McGraw? Uh, hashtag home defense. That's not really my wave. That's not really my wave. The anti-view says, three mass shootings on 326, 25 shot, two are dead. Mainstream crickets. Also, did you see a guy was found in Atlanta public bathroom with six guns and body armor? I saw that. Yeah, it was crazy. It was totally crazy. Like, the guy, the guy was open carrying these guns, too. Um, I don't know what he was thinking about. Cause you just had the um, the massage parlor shootings. He went into Publix with full body armor on, open carrying shotguns, four handguns, and he was holding rifle in his hands. Like, like, like I'm about to go use it. So, yeah, everybody got scared, called the police. I'm not sure what the result was going to be of this, but, yeah, it was crazy. It's like, sir, what are you doing? And he was black, of course, so you're not going to hear too much about that. You won't hear that. If it was a white guy doing that, oh, Nah, that'd be, you know, copycat, terrorist, trying to, you know, he's a Trump supporter trying to intimidate people, all this and that, and the third. You know, I'm not sure what crime he committed necessarily because you can't open carry, but I'm not, sure, I'm not sure you can do all that now. And I'm not sure that he had every weapon registered. So I don't know what's going to be the result of that. Um, shout out to King Randall, 21 by school to teach. Exactly. Thank you to Magnus Fair 80 who says... Thumbs up, thumbs up emoji. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to Ryan Walker, who says, new flags and new glasses, ABL ball, not a control. <laughs> yeah, and shout out to my man over at bhedesigns.com for the flags. You know, he had told me a while ago, man, we need, need some new flags, man. Get some, get some new heat in there. I'm like, hey, we can do it. And I have all my flags still. I got four flags on the wall. I got the other ones over there. And I got these right here. So if I want to change them out, do mismatch or what, I can do that. Because I still got the other ones over there hung up. So these flags are brand new. I, I, I made them kind of custom. It's kind of hard to see the stripe on that because of the light. But that's a, a red stripe right there for firefighters. And then you have the blue stripe for police. And then you get the 1776 with the big 76 right there in the middle. And then the starfield around it with the more natural look. I like it. And if you want more... If you want yours like those or whatever you want, go to bhedesigns.com and I'll put a link to that right here in the box. I, I use my affiliate link so you can, so they, so they know that I sent you. And hold on, matter of fact, this is it right here. It's also always in the description box, of course. Every video is in the description box, you know, and the best place to go for everything is uh, the website. Also, if you want one of these uh, I Survived the Plandemic hats or tees or a bunch of new... I put like 20 new shirts and hats and mugs on the website. It's a totally new website, abomerch.com. Head on over there right now and get what you want. Much better fulfillment, much better everything, much better... The, the, the site is just much better. I'll be putting more and more stuff on there. And I could do more than just hats and shirts and mugs. I'm going to put... License plate holders, wristbands. I'm going to do everything on that site. So, ablmerch.com. All righty. Let me see. And shout out to Bob for the super chat. Thank you to Ghost of Comments Pass who says, quote, the only reason the government would want to disarm you is because they're about to do something you would shoot them for. Uh, what's her face? <laughs> Thank you for that. Shout out to the anti view says, what's the difference between revitalization and gentrification? 10 million to rebuild and revamp George Floyd Square. Sounds like, sounds pretty similar to me. It's the exact same thing. There's no difference. 
See, revitalization, I, I think someone may see revitalization as something that money, like, okay, let's say your neighborhood is kind of run down, right? And efforts are done to fix it up. Well, in the process of doing that, you're going to have higher property value, which is a good thing. Like, if you're a homeowner, generally you want higher property value, right? Because that means you're going to have more value to you because this, this is your property. Whether you're paying the mortgage or you own it outright, it's worth more. So if you want to sell it, you can get more money. So you, you will want higher property value, but what happens is people that live in these houses did not do necessary things to be able to maintain their house, their house number one. And number two, they don't have necessary income to be able to afford it when taxes go up. So then they're effectively kind of like removed. They got to sell or if they're renting, the rent will skyrocket. So now they, they got to leave. But really, if they live in a bad area, a lot of them would say, hey, can we get a better area? Can we get a better neighborhood? It's here, but you got to be able, you got to be ready to pay, to pay for it. You can't just live in poverty and live like you don't live in poverty. And that's just not how it goes. If you want to have a better neighborhood, be ready to pay for it. And if you don't, if, you, if you're not ready to pay for it, then when your neighborhood becomes better, move to a different ghetto and live like that. That's pretty much it. Shout out to Apu who says, um, Democrat administration, uh, 86% of USAF pilots are white. Bad. <laughs> I mean, at a certain point, how, how can you really determine who wants, who's going to become a pilot? At the end of the day, it's a profession. You can choose to go into it. I mean, okay, the majority, 86% of USAF pilots are white, and that's bad. Well, how about 80% of the NBA is black? I mean, what are we going to do? People choose professions, either they're good at, they want to do, whatever it is. You can't really, you know. In the Air Force, as far as I know, you got to be like, you can't just be anybody. You got to have a little bit of, you know, that brain power. So if you're doing, if you got guys that's got a, a 0 0.3 GPA, what you going to do with that? We're talking about the Air Force. But I digress. Um... Shinra's demise says, uh, you're laughing. That's Kamala in a nutshell for sure. Talking about that video I played earlier. Dude, that was crazy. Uh, shout out to Paula Sturgis who says in honor of buying baked potatoes. Thank you. Uh, Matthew Phillips says, where's the progressive, um, cis female heroin AOC at? <laughs> Noel Garcia says, Abio, you can't say pat from the window to the wall without completing the sentence. <laughs> I can't do that. Maybe got little babies watching. Um, LOL, by the way, those new flags are looking fresh. Thank you for that. I appreciate you, boss. Uh, shout out to Monroe Doctrine who says, gang violence in Philly and Virginia. So gun control, question mark. Jim Eagle wouldn't be proud. Oakland is also a dump. Marshawn Lynch has done more than the city. Exactly. Shout out Marshawn Lynch, beast mode. Bukala Buffalo says, why do Democrats encourage POC to come to our racist, oppressive country if they care about them? It's my question. Okay, I mean, why why come here if it's so bad and racist and oppressive? And why does anybody live here? Why why do all the activists continue to live here? I'm kind of having a hard time figuring it out. Uh, Bukala Buffalo also says, stop Asian hate and Ivy League schools that deny them admission. There you go. Talk about that part. And, you know, a lot of this also, another little wrinkle you could put in there is that this Asian hate crime thing is kind of a smokescreen to 
distract you from the fact that that lawsuit from agents against what was that Harvard or whatever got dropped under the Biden administration. Okay, they don't want to talk about that too much. Let's talk about made up hate crimes that don't really exist for real. Uh, thank you to McLaren who says, "Lovey ABL, keep speaking truth, my friend." Will do. Thank you for that. Shout out to Noah Garcia who says, "We have Biden falling up the steps and Lil Nas X falling down the pole." <laughs> That's hilarious. But I digress. Thank you. Thank you to Rickover's Dream for the donation. Shout out to Take Notes who says, "Keep doing what you're doing." Thank you. Thank you to Tyrannius who says, Biden press conference with straight state-run media. Exactly. North Korea, big time, all day long. It was crazy. The Anti-View says, 8,000 stores closed in 2020, 10,000 set it to close in 2021, 15 per hour real help. Exactly. Thumbs down. How about the mileage tax? Biden said he wouldn't raise your taxes. He didn't say anything about raising everything else. Well, Exactly. The mileage tax, I don't even understand. What is this mileage tax I hear? What, what is that really? I'm trying to figure that out. I don't, like, are they going to tax you for driving? For real? Monroe Doctrine said, Warriors and Raiders left Oakland for a reason. Oh, talk about that part. Talk about that. Thank you to Tyrannius who says, All these wokesters are beyond our keyboard warriors. Too scared to say anything in your face. Exactly. Charles Hunter Jr. says, King Randall is a sharp young man doing great things for others who has... A great future. He demolished Roly Poly Martin. <laughs> uh, Hydrate says, how do you feel being called African-American? It's an old term. Just call me black, really, if you got to call me anything. You can call me Anthony. That'd be fine. Call me ABL. That's great. Call me by my name. You know, I'm black, obviously, and I'm an American, but it's African-American. That's, it, don't, it don't even make sense. It's like, I'm not African. You know, I've never been to Africa. I'm not born in Africa. How am I African? African ancestry, but I don't make me African. You know, I'm an American. My family goes back hundreds of years here. So why, why would I still say I'm something else other than, you know what I mean? It made no sense. And then I have other, you know, I got European. I got all of that too. So am I going to deny that? Or, or how about I just say I'm an American and leave it there? Real easy, right? And also, Hydra says, as a black male, how do you feel that your people are equivalent to handicapped people? <laughs> and you know what? I hear that a lot from the left. They say that all the time. Not only handicapped people, but also pets. But anyway, um, it's the way that people treat you. Like you can't do certain things. You know, if you're actually physically disabled, you might not be able to do anything. But if you're just a human being that's not disabled, it's like, all right, if you can't do something, that's your fault. And unless you are physically disabled, and if you can't do a thing, like if you can't, uh, stop shooting people over nothing. Whose fault is that? Like, it's it's kind of dumb. Very dumb, actually. Thank you to Terry, who says, Hunter Biden, 10 years in the penitentiary, and a $250,000 fine, lied on FDA form on drugs, Secret Service tried to get FDA form from vendor. Hunter protection again. Yes. Now, wasn't that him lying to get a pistol? So he lied on this form, about drugs to get a pistol. I'm not sure what's going on with that, but I did hear about the whole thing about him lying. All right. And shout out to Santo Bartez, who says, King Randall showing young men how to read, how to carry themselves with confidence and real world skills. Leftist knows when to, knows when self, people become self-empowered, they are no longer relying on government. Uh, Brent Smith says, good for him. Extra boys is a good idea. The government will only help you to get your vote. Hydrick says Malcolm X was a racist. I don't know how people quote or follow him. Fall Ranger, FA Ranger, Xbox, Xbox says, 
black father and son gunfight on video. Cops did not shoot armed son, Atlanta, Georgia. Yes, I saw that. That was crazy. Totally crazy. Miles Davis says, did Obama send money to the Wuhan lab? If yes, when? I have no idea. Uh, Elizabeth C., thank you for your donation. with number one fan. I appreciate it. Shout out to Doug, who says, ABO, you about to be WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, you and about to be WWE Hall of Famer, Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. King, got to run the president and vice president. You know, I met him in uh, Politicon 2019. He's humongous. Like, I'm out, I'm out of a man, like a, like a whole mountain. Really, really, really nice guy as well. Really nice and just sharp, excellent person. Timothy Bryant, thank you, who says, hey, from your friends in Orlando again, love the new merch. Looking forward to getting mine. We enjoy all the videos. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Shout out to Ty Nicholas, who says, so Oakland is treating all the BIPOCs like they are their children. Here's your allowance. Sounds pretty racist, in my opinion. Exactly. Thank you to the Ian or the Lynn, who says, excellent commentary. ABO, thank you. Elizabeth Takatani, thank you for becoming a member as an ABO supporter. Thank you to Willie Billy the Hillbilly, great name who says, is there a place to find good women or is it a lost cause? You got to go to where they at. You got to go to where they at, man. That's all I can really tell you. Search online too, not necessarily on dating sites, but in forums like this maybe. Um, at, a, at political events, go to where they at, man. That's probably the best way. But it all depends on where you live in that too. If you live in a real small area and you know everybody, you might need to leave and, you know, expand your horizons, cast a broader net, Shout out to Tony Collins who says, thoughts on Hunter lying on the background check for a gun. I appreciate all you do. I've not seen all the details, but it's crazy from what I see so far. Sherry King Gaming says, funny how the Democratic Party is the least Democratic Party in the world. Exactly. 1,000%. The anti-view says, three mass shootings today, 11 shot, one is dead, one Illinois party bus, one Mississippi nightclub, and another in Illinois. We should ban those legal guns. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let me see. M.A. says, thoughts on the death of the Uber Eats driver in D.C. by a 13, 15-year-old girl. That was crazy. I would show that right here, but I probably can't. But it was, it was on video. The video starts with the Uber Eats driver being carjacked by a girl that's like, I think it was two girls in the car, 13 to 15. I'm not sure who was in the front seat, but they were trying to carjack him. And he was trying to, like, halfway get out of the car, halfway still stay in. And I think one of the girls ended up, like, accelerating the car some kind of way. And as he was standing in the driver's side, kind of out of the car, but still attached to it, they almost drove him on the ground. But what they did, they drove so close to the side of the road. It was like, it was like these ballards on the side, ballards or rails or something like that, or bike racks. And it slammed the car door on it multiple times. Then they wound up crashing, and the car, it, it flipped. It, it, it was like this on the, on the ground, right? So the camera pans over. He's on the ground. He's deceased. There was like, it, I, I didn't see any blood or any kind of visible, but you, you could tell that he was expired. Now, luckily, we forgot we had a National Guard in D.C. They were right there. This is in broad daylight, too. They were right there. So they were able to capture the girls. Now, they, they were so cold and heartless. These 13 to 15-year-old black girls now, the driver was a Pakistani or something like that, some kind of Asian. They were so cold-hearted, the one girl was like, hey, my, my phone's in the car. 
It's like, man, you didn't kill the man. You killed this man. You worry about your phone. I mean, what what are we doing? So the National Guard is in D.C. The question is, are they there to protect the Capitol against so-called Trump supporter rioters or from the natives? But I digress. I move right along. Yeah, rest in peace to that man. May rest in peace. That was that was terrible to watch. It really was. I probably can't play that on YouTube at all. Um, let me see. Okay, I got. I got. I have to get to the show. Super chats have been flooding. Thank you guys for flooding. I appreciate it. I got one right here. I can read. Divine Feminine Queen says the government is putting small businesses out of business with high unemployment. They're giving people incentives to stay home instead of incentives to get out and work. Really feel bad for these companies. Yeah. People are struggling to find employees, um, you know, washing dishes. I mean, everything, every job is kind of like low level, entry level. It's like, why work when I can get paid more to not work from the government? What's the point in working? And ultimately, you're going to have their wages go up, but it'll cause the cost of things in the restaurant to go up, which means people that are kind of poor or whatever that work these low-wage jobs that quit to go out and get unemployment are going to end up paying more for everyday things that they get normally. So, in essence, their rise in the unemployment money will be eliminated because they got to pay more for their goods and services. And you got that ship stuck in the Suez Canal. That's not going to help things at all. That's, that's going to kind of get messed up. All right. And then, shout out to Angel who says... Roland Martin had a peeved uh, facial expression in the Kim Randall interview. He should have been impressed by this young man and offered help in this endeavor, not continuously challenge him. Exactly. Thank you, Angel. Shout out to Darren Matheny, who says they're trying to get rid of gas vehicles and replace them with electric gas tax, therefore would be eliminated. So they are wanting to compensate with mileage tax. Oh, okay. So we got to get that money right. So the whole point of getting electric is really to kind of combat the gas costs and to be quote unquote green friendly, but they want to just cut that out. So really, if I'm, if you, if you still going to be taxing me and I still got to it's like, what's the point? You know, I'll keep my gas guzzler. I'll keep my big truck. How about that? And, and, and just call it a day. Let me see. Shout out to, uh, hold on. I'll read a few more. Then I get to the calls. I just hang tight. Thank you to Tony who said thoughts about Hunter Lyon. I got I already read that one. Terrania says, should I say I'm English American? African American term is just more divisive terminology. Exactly. Thank you to Michael who says, what did you think when Biden had the brain crash when asked about gun control? He did a heart reboot and went to infrastructure. That question was not in the script. Yeah, he was not prepared for that. He he didn't know where to go about that. He's just obviously just not really running on full cylinders on, on, on all eight cylinders. He's running on about two and a half, and it's clanking right now. It's about to just put, put, and give on out. But thank you for your super chat. Shout out to Darren for your super chat. Shout out to Jason for becoming an ABO supporter yet again, at least six months in a row. I appreciate you for that. Thank you to Tasha for becoming a new member of the ABL team. All right. Super chats. Thank you for those. I'm going to get to some more a little bit later. But for right now, it's the calls. And you guys know the drill. The number to call is 434 uh, six five eight one two two zero again four three four six five eight one two two zero. And thank you all again for being here. Thank you to Mary G who says 
Did you hear about the president of Tanzania mysteriously dying recently? He administered COVID tests on a goat and pawpaw, and it came back positive. Yeah, I, I did hear about the test. I did not hear about him dying. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. I did not hear about him dying. Let me get to um, everything over here right quick, so y'all just hang tight. I know this is going to be kind of a bear. And the phone lines are blowing up already. Because I kind of took a little bit longer today. So y'all just hang tight. Hold on one second. All right. That that should be good. Let me make sure that I'm good as well. It's looking, looking pretty good. I don't think it's going to be no problem. Y'all just hang on. One minute and we'll get rocking and rolling. Okay. That's good. Those are good. All right, let's do it. 615, you're online. I'm going to speak to you. Yo, what's going on, ABL? This is Brian. Uh, I, I called last time you went live about Bojangles um, being closed in the middle of the day. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Okay, so literally yesterday, I went to a Dollar General up in Hickson, um, right, right above Chattanooga, and I overheard a manager talking to an employee saying that the day that the stimulus hit, every employee except for three of them quit that day. They they quit. So it was it wasn't just or they just left for the day, took time off. They actually quit their jobs totally. Quit. All except three. Wow. Crazy. I didn't know see, like, you know, people are saying, Oh, ABL, you can't just say that. That that just happened one time. And, like, I was kind of on that side of the fence, but now I'm really not believing that. I really think a lot of people have done this exact thing and quit their job because of stimulus. Yeah, I don't doubt it because a lot of them, they just, they, they see that money and, like, okay, I, I'm, I'm a millionaire now. $1,000 or whatever. Yeah. I'm a millionaire now, so I don't need any more money. But it's like, well, at a certain point, it's going to run out, so... Might want to keep on working. I mean, it's not a smart thing to do. It's not very smart, but a lot of them are just not very smart. I don't know. My jaw just hit the floor when I heard that. I, I didn't think, you know, like people were quitting their job. And when he said he only had three employees left, I can't imagine, you know, they're working probably 12 hour shifts at that point. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But see, you know what? In my video, I was saying, hey, if my coworkers quit and just leave me out there, I know I'm going to get more hours. I'm going to get more money. And I got the stimulus, so I'm going to get more money. I work harder. That's fine because any hourly employee, or at least me when I was working, I was wanted more hours, more hours. more. That was the main thing. So I'm going to get more hours. I got a stimulus check, and I'm getting more money from my job. So I'm straight. Those that have quit are going to end up with less money because when they try to come back to get their jobs, it'll probably be taken by somebody else. Yeah, it just sounds like people who have never had $1,000 in their bank before. And so I just Correct. I thought I'd tell you about that. I just didn't think it was that common, at least in Tennessee. You'd be surprised. You'd be totally surprised. Like, going, like, downtown and some of these parts, you'd be very surprised. I'm sure I am. But I, I thought I'd let you let you know that uh, just, just to help everyone listening, help, help them understand, like, your point is very valid. And I, I was sketchy about it. You know, I was sketched about it until, like, I really started realizing how much it's affecting um, just everyday life. Right on, man. All right. But thanks for letting me tell you that. 
Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right, no problem. Bye. See, I try to tell y'all, like, I think, oh, NBO, you just, it's just one, just anecdotal, anecdotal. Nah, it's for real. Like, all over the place. And not just people that are quitting. People that were getting the unemployment insurance before the STEMI, before this STEMI, the unemployment insurance is like, why, why go to work? For what? I'm getting this unemployment. People are content living on a little bit of money. $1,400 is like a hundred, $100 trillion to some people. It's crazy. To me, I mean, even at a young age, I wouldn't have done that. So you just, you just won. Six three zero. Oh, you know what I'm speaking to? Nah, it's real. Six three zero. Hello. Okay, you get, you can, can we get in cold feet? Six three zero. Let's go to the next one. Two one five. You're on line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Abel. Is it? It must be. It must be me on my end. Let's, let's try to answer another one. Six zero one, you're in the line. I'm gonna speak it to. Hey, man, it's Justice. All right, man, what's going on? You know, Rep. Mississippi. I am not Ivan, but I am the second best thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, you know, um, I like that flag going the well with the. I guess that's the uh, firehouse. I mean, I said firehouse. The firemen laws matter. Blue laws matter. I like that flag. Oh, thank you. Yeah, can I get a uh, BIPOC uh, discount with that? <laughs> hey, you know what? I got I got a discount for you. Uh, if you put it in cages, <laughs> like Joe Biden's cages, 20% off. You know what? I might I might do another one. I might do BIPOC for my next sale. Who knows? <laughs> hey, trademark that, dude. Trademark <laughs> that. <laughs> well, um, hey, uh, I have a question for you. So uh, I don't really have a problem with people having weapons. I have weapons. But there is an argument of why a person should have an AR-15. And as you know, AR-15s, uh, the magazines usually carry 30 rounds. And the argument is what would an average person, excluding military police, need with 30 rounds for home protection? And I know if you go to gun uh, shops a lot, uh, there's always a section that says home protection. Usually it's shot, shotguns most of the time. And there's a section for uh, pistols as well, like so, like uh, 43s, 44s, pull around 17, uh, 17 rounds in a magazine, which is en- that's enough. I mean, if you, if you miss 17 times, you're a stormtrooper at that point. But what would be the argument, like, of why you should keep an AR-15 or anything that can hold 30 rounds? Well, number one, um, if you have a home invasion. You may have multiple suspects to come into your home. And it's at night. You don't know what's going on. Like, okay, here's a story right here. I just pulled up from January 24, 2021, this year. It's not an old story. Uh, Bay Area man fights off four home invaders, killing one. So he had a shotgun. He had like a little sawed-off shotgun. But if it was me, I like rifles better because I have more control and more accuracy. Um, a shotgun, first of all, when you're talking about Shooting a gun inside a house is very loud. Shotguns are the loudest, extremely loud, and it's not necessarily accurate. And if you're shooting through walls, like let's say you got kids in the house and you're not trying to have your pellets penetrate drywall or nothing like that. Like if you're shooting somebody like right here in front of you, you're not trying to have those pellets penetrate drywall and potentially hit one of your family members or something like that. And it's very loud. 
you could kind of like damage yourself and become disoriented. With a rifle or a handgun, it's the same way, but a shotgun is worse. So with for me, I prefer having the rifle with 30 rounds in it because you may have multiple home invaders from different directions, and they're not going to stand still. They're going to be ducking and dodging. It might be a gunfight. So I, I might need it. You know, that's just pretty the, the, the long and short. And rifles are more accurate than, in my opinion, handguns and right um, and shotguns. Yeah, I would say uh, handgun, handguns are actually uh, the least accurate when it comes to mid-range uh, mid-range shooting. Handguns, uh, handguns are good for being out. able to handguns are good for being able to hold on you, conceal it, and to yeah. use in when you need it. You know, it's, it's good. It's, it has a, it has a purpose. But for me, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big rifle guy. If I, if I can get a carbine or even an SBR, a short barrel rifle, that's the, the 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 best thing is a short barrel rifle because you get the best of both worlds. You get the pistol kind of, you know, mobility. You talking about an AR pistol? Something like, maybe, nah, yes, but not really. Maybe an AR pistol, but uh, a short barrel rifle, you could call it an AR pistol, but I want still yeah. two, two, three, five, five, six. I still want that in a shorter barrel. So I got the pistol kind of mobility, but the rifle accuracy. Yeah, that's what I have. Uh, usually the compensator is uh, like two inches long. An inch to two inches long is not like seven inches, like a like an M sixteen or anything like that. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty nice. It's cheaper too. Um, I'm trying to get it seracoded. But um, my second thing is, I, I heard you talking about the Air Force. What was that about? I think I came in too late, but I heard you talking about African Americans not being the most the uh the what's the word? Oh. They're not. They don't equate too many as the of uh, uh, pilots. That's the uh, white counterparts, dude. Well, okay. What what was going on is that there was a um a stat that came out that was apparently troubling to some people. They said eighty six percent of the Air Force pilots were white. Now I'm like, okay, well, why is that the case? I mean, to get into the Air Force, you first of all you got to want to go to the Air Force. Second of yeah. all, you have to um be able to pass a lot of these high tests. Like you can't just be there, you know. A lot of guys got to go to the, you know, the Army, the Navy, something like that, not the Air Force. So if you got a lot of black folks that are getting, you know, these really low GPAs coming from bad schools, how are they going to get to be in the Air Force at a very high level? They may be there, but at what level? So you got to be able to fix that part first where you want to have more black pilots in the Air Force. You got to have people that want to go there and also get better education from a young age. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> did you hear about the story about the one uh, black pilot that just got out? Nah, what happened? Major Daniel Walker. Nah, what happened? Basically, he was, uh, what he said, uh, you know, Phil, Phil Scott, he posted the video. He was basically racially uh, targeted a lot throughout his 11 years of being an officer in the Air Force, and he got out. And he was like in Boston, like black people would not to go into the Air Force because of that. So, I mean, was that just his testimony or was that proven? I think that was his. He said he was like the only, like one of the only black people like there. I mean, it's two sides to a story. He was on 60 Minutes. Well, really? Yeah, he was on the uh, 60 Minutes show. I mean, anybody can say that they're racially profiled, but that don't mean it's true. I mean, that might have been his, he that might have been his opinion. But that may not necessarily be the case. Like, here's the other side of the story. 
really it's three sides to a story. Their side, the other side, and the truth. Yeah, because, you know, I'm in the Marines. You know, I was up there in Norfolk and Virginia, Oceana. And, you know, like, they made jokes, but we made jokes, too. You know, like, it's not like, I don't have to say, like, like, like it was just, we all make jokes. It's not just a one-sided thing, like, where they only make jokes and we just do it. You know, like, we're, we're not saying anything. Like, that would be a lot. Like, we, we do the same stuff. Um, we're not going to say the C word or anything like that, but and they're not going to say the N word, but it's playful jokes, stuff that you heard in high school. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't. It shouldn't hurt your feelings, or if you should enjoy the military to begin with. Um, so that's how I feel about it, you know. Right. But um, yeah, that's all I got today, though. Um, I'm gonna let Ivan uh, pick up for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. All right, you too. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Great call. Let's get to the next one here. Four one two. You know, learn who I'm speaking to. Yeah. Yes, hey, I'd like to talk about the border, and also I'd like to um, have something to say about Biden and the Second Amendment. Go for it. Okay, thank you. Well, I got a little bit of background noise here. Turn it down for me, please. Oh, oh, can you uh, can you hear me? I hear you well, but there's background noise. Turn it down for me, please. Okay, I did. Okay, okay, so go okay. for it. Go for it. Hey, okay. The reason why I'm calling is I'm um, I'm calling about the Second Amendment. Um, you know what? I believe that Mr. Biden is trying to take our guns away, and um, I think this was all pre-planted way before he became president or whatever. Um, they didn't talk about hardly anything as he's done in his basement. But I would also like to say, with the border and everything, it's still out of control down there. We're going to end up paying for it, as taxpayers. And also, the other thing, these Democrats had voted for Biden. They thought they was going to get a free meal, free ticket, money, whatever, to support their needs or whatever. And you know what? It's going to come back to bite our ass. Yeah. I mean, you're right on that. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was a free ride. Now we're going to pay for it. Well, yeah. I mean, people sometimes don't realize it's going to happen until it actually happens. And it's going to be a really bad, really sad wake-up call. Exactly. And you know what? I, I played that we could have hyperflation. If you keep doing what we're doing, we're going to have hyperflation. I guarantee you. Yeah, guarantee hopefully you. hopefully keep we don't go down that going. road. But that, that definitely could be the case. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. I appreciate that. Thank you again. Thank you. Appreciate have you. Have a good night. All right, now. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, shout-out to the caller. And the number to call is for, right there, 434-658-1220. It's in a ticker when it goes by, and it's also always in the description box right below the video. And all right, let's go. 215, you're on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Abel. How's it going? Everything's right. How about yourself? Good. Hey, um, uh, what was my question? Oh yeah, that video you was that what you were talking about earlier, and um, with the two girls who jacked a uh, Uber Eats driver. I seen the video for myself. I actually watched the video. It was graphic what the, what those girls did to that man. I mean, it was just it was gruesome. It really was. It, it, it had just it happened. Just it, it was like no 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 regard for the man's life. Didn't even really understand. It was like it didn't even really see what was happening. It was just strange to watch. 
It was crazy. And then, you know, the, the craziest part was at the end where the man is on the ground, lifeless, and she's still asking for her phone in the car. It's like, do you, you, don't you understand what's going on? You just, you just ended this man's life. Your phone is not your concern anymore. You, you need to be worried about going to the penitentiary for the rest of your life. Exactly. At that point, and plus, like, plus, I saw his his lifeless body. I was just, I was, just, I was shocked. And then the fact that it just goes to show you, it is like it just, it just goes to show you race and gender doesn't matter. It's all about who you are as a human being. Just for two, a thirteen to fifteen year old girl to do that to a, a fully grown man, I guess he was like an old man for them to try to carjack him like that. Right. Yeah, it was it was it was terrible. Yeah. And another thing I wanted to touch on, um when I sent you that super chat when did Obama send money to the Wuhan lab? Because uh, I've been hearing rumors when the coronavirus came out that it was originally made over in the United States and then it was sent over to China, the Wuhan lab, and that's when the outbreak happened from there. But I talked to a few people and I listened to Fox News and they said they broke it down on Fox News, one of the uh, conservatives, and they said that Dr. Fauci and a few other scientists helped make the uh, coronavirus. They created the coronavirus, him and a few other scientists, over here in the United States under Obama's administration back in 2015. And they got a phone call from Obama saying, you have to get that thing out of here before something happens. So they had a military escort over to China with the coronavirus, COVID-19, and put it in the Wuhan lab. Did you hear anything about that? I'm, I hear certain things, but I, I've, it's kind of like been disjointed rumors here and there. I don't know the entire thing. Yeah, that's just what I heard, but I wouldn't put a pass on it either. And, uh, you know, taking Dr. Fauci's advice, I don't trust him. I, ne- I haven't never trusted him from when I first heard him. Right. Yeah. And uh, and then what the, like, the touch on, you know, with the border crisis, sorry, I'm, I'm not going to take up the entire time, but with the border crisis, and now that the illegal, now that most of all the illegal immigrants are coming in, and a lot of people keep thinking that Trump only wanted to build a wall to stop the, to stop immigration because he don't want no immigrants coming in. I said he didn't start building the wall until two years after he got in office. A lot of people don't know that, but the immigration stopped anyway. The you know the illegal immigration, drug trafficking, human trafficking, gun smuggling at least stopped or at least slowed down when right. Trump got in office. Exactly. So, but the wall was almost finished, but then Biden took off his not a wall stop and all that metal's going to waste. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. But let's see what, I can't wait to see what happens in 2024. It's going to be something for sure. Right on, man. Yep. I'll I'll catch you. I'll catch you. I'll see you another time. Maybe I'll thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate it. All right. Bye. All righty. Shout out to the caller. Let's get to the next one here. And the number to call is always 434-658-1220. Let me go ahead and go to 714. You're going to allow him to speak to. Uh, Deborah Webster. All righty. What's going on? I, oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to ABL. Yes, yes you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a lot of respect for you. I love you. Um, I have... Uh, I thought of something about the guns. Um, they're trying to take away our guns. Well, some of them, right? And what's the first thing that our government does 
if another country has problems with being attacked, what is the first thing that our country does for them? They give them guns to protect themselves, right? Ah, yeah, sure do. So why aren't we getting that respect? Why do they have to, you know, go after ours? That's a very, very good question, a very good point, because if we have all these arms deals with foreign nations, all this and that, then why can't we have our own arms to defend ourselves? If you're going to sell them and give them, that's, that's a really good point. I think it's just to control us because they don't want us to be able to do things on our own. Right, right. It, it just makes it obvious when you look at it that way. I mean, you know, they give guns to protect themselves when things are going crazy. So, yeah, just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right. Great call. So that's a really good point. It's like, oh, you got all these weapons deals and selling all these and sending sending warships to South China Sea. But meanwhile, oh, you want a you want a uh, an AR with more than ten rounds in it? Psh, get out of my face, peasant! Take these little ten rounds. These little rounds ain't gonna do nothing. You got five home invaders. Everybody got fully fully. Everybody got hundred round drums in their Glocks. You know what? There, there's this thing going on right now in Chicago. There's a little switch on the Glock that allegedly turns it into fully auto. I don't know if it does or not. It might be a bump stop anyway. They're saying that the Glock can become like almost fully auto with this switch. And these guys got 100 round drums, extendos. Here you are with this little baby rifle. Like, like you about to go hunt goats or something. Trying to defend it. What are you going to do? What, 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 you, what can you really do? But I digress. Let's go to the next one. All right, let's go. Seven two oh, you're in line. Who am I speaking to? This is Rob. All right, man. What's going this on? Is, uh, ABL. Yes. Hey, hello. Thank you for taking my call. And no problem. Hey, um, I am actually outside of Denver, Colorado. I'm a uh, volunteer first responder out here. And um, as you can imagine, the past uh, few days for us has been pretty hectic. Um, with everything that's happened, and then and now hearing it, you, you guys had a shooting in the east as well. Um, it's made a lot of concern uh, for what's 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 happening. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot going on. It really is. Yeah, I, I do. You have any advice? You know, for us right now, you know, you know, things didn't turn out. Um, you know, we, the way we thought they would right now for those that are just kind of, you know, trusting in God and, you know, just, uh, trying to keep it together through these next few years to stay focused. Like what you mean? Like, like, what you mean? Like as far as the election, things didn't turn out the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's always, there's always next time, you know, there's always different elections in your local area. Those are very important. Um, mayor, governor, senator, state senate, whatever it is, house reps. There's mm. always elections. There's always things to be involved with. There's always things that are happening that really need to be addressed because local government, a lot of times, that can determine your quality of life. Prime example is Florida right now. Florida, they've been open for a long time. Things have been kind of going back to normal out in Florida. 
versus California, yeah. I mean, good night. It's like a whole different world out there. But we're, we're both under the federal yeah. government. But the way that we live and the way that we exist is different. Like trying to buy a house in California is like a pipe dream. Good luck buying a house out there. But yeah. over here where I'm at yeah. in the South is all good. It's We're still under the same federal government. So the local government right. is most important. And if we talk, we're trying to get the federal government back, trying to get that back on track. We got to keep the faith. We can't get yeah. discouraged. And we got to understand that there's right. always ups and downs. We win some, we lose some. And they want to try to do little tips and tricks to get us off of our course. Well, we have to be able to fight against it. They did that in Georgia, passing the law to prevent a lot of the cheating and scamming from happening in the, in the elections. We could do that same thing across right. the country. Okay, the Democrats don't like it's it. It's all they coming to the Huh? I know, you're right. It's all coming to the light now. Yeah, it's all coming to the light so, now. Yeah. We, we got to do things to be able to protect ourselves on a local level so they yeah. cannot, you know, just destroy us from the top down. All right. Well, that's uh, that's what I do. Uh, you know, <clears throat> helping volunteer and staying active in the community and just trying to keep morale up. You know, amongst neighbors. You know, um, theft is skyrocketed. You know, um, we we had a company. I mean, my wife says defrauded, and the police are pretty much like, well, white collar crime. They're not getting no time. So now, you know, where, where, where is this again? Um, what, what state are you in? Of, a lot of depression coming from, you know, I'm watching just my local community crime has just skyrocketed. And, what what and state what state are you it, in again? I'm in Denver. Okay, you're in Denver. Okay. Yeah. I mean yeah. now I got a question about Denver. Has the whole drugs thing <laughs> had a negative impact on your community? Uh as far as what legalization? Yeah. Um actually it reduced uh, the deaths of narcotic overdoses by 25%. But the question was, has it had a negative impact? I'm talking about not necessarily just the deaths of, I'm talking about just the people and the way things are and just your overall quality of life in the city. Uh, well, it definitely strengthened our economy. Very, and we became one of the top economies uh, in the nation there for a while, right after um, the legalization. And um, I think Colorado's handed it well. Um, I like the uh, fact that, the, you know, uh, a lot of soldiers have been able to, to purchase it uh, to fight PTSD. Um, I am a supporter of it on the medical side, for sure. How was the quality of your life? Has it improved? Has it become, like, how's the quality of your life there? Because I understand, I understand the economy and things like that, but I'm talking about just you going out in the community. How are people doing? How, how are they? Is it better for people? And is their everyday demeanor, or has it become a little bit worse? Honestly, you know, like we haven't really noticed, you know, a big noticeable difference, you know, pre, you know, before legalization. Um, I've only been here, you know, see, like 14. So, you know, it was already decriminalized. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to answer this question correctly. Um, it is, if anything, it's improved. I mean, people, okay. you know, they're using that as a resource uh, versus going and getting drunk or using another drug that is uh, more prone to being violent. 
So, you know, if someone's getting high versus getting drunk, uh, there's a less chance of the violence. So things have been, you know, fairly quiet. We didn't see a spike in crime or anything like that. Okay. Well, thank you for your call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yes, sir. Well, thank you, and I appreciate you guys you having this channel up and following you for a long time. So thank you very much. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Take care. All right. Hey, shout out to the caller. You know, he has a testimony, and it's fine. But I'm seeing different people in the chat saying something else. I'm just... Because I, I hear different things about Denver. People are saying that I get, I get, I get mixed reviews from Denver. That's all. So I, I like to ask those questions from people from some of these places. Because I was hearing some really horror stories, and then I was hearing not horror stories. So, you know, it is what it is. Let me get to the next one here. All right. Let's go to... All right. It's Kate Calder. Who am I speaking to? Hey, Anthony. Oh, hey, hey, you guys. Hey. How you doing, man? Doing all right. Well, uh, I think if they try to take our guns, they're going to have to build a bigger fence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it might, that might be an issue there, huh? Can yeah. you see our hats right here? I yes, I, I, I can see you guys. Yeah, you're, you're on the screen. Okay, and I was wearing this shirt. Yeah, I see you guys got the many people shirts. Yeah, I see the okay. merch. Loving it. I walked into a convenience store, and this man's like, I love your shirt. He says, I'm going to give you a hat. We both got free hats because of the shirts we bought from you. So <laughs> it, 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 it paid off right there. Paid for itself. <laughs> oh, I love it. Great, man. It's yeah. excellent. American flag. And this one says, if you can see. We're the people. Yeah. But uh, this shirt, to me, at this moment, we are the people. And we're in for the fight of our lives. Every day I watch the news, I get madder and madder. They don't even consult with the American people. They just make decisions based solely on what they think is best for us. And we're in big trouble in this country. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we gotta just, we gotta keep going and not give up. You know, keep the foot on the gas because if we give up, the other side won't. They're gonna keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and it's gonna be a serious issue when they keep on doing that. And and we gotta stand firm and we gotta stand up and push back because I'm hearing things. Have you heard, Anthony, that they have politicized the military or there's some um, high-ranking military officials that have gone woke? Is that really true? Um. Yeah, I have seen that. Like, I saw something on Twitter. There was a little bit of an issue between uh, one guy, a reporter, a conservative guy, Jack Posobiec, and another guy, I think he's with the um, with the Space Force. And it was like a real big back and forth, and that guy wound up showing workout pictures, and it was like, it got really strange. From his um, Space Force account, the verified account, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? It's a lot of that type of woke stuff happening right now in parts of the military, and it's, it's pretty troubling. Yeah, yeah. And now I guess in Georgia, we're going to give up watching the, we were looking forward to seeing the Braves this season, but the MLB, because of the new voter law that was passed, mm -hmm. say that they're not going to have the um, all-star game. All game here. If, because of voter um, 
regulations that were. Yeah, what do you think yeah. about our new laws that got passed in Georgia? Well, I've not seen um, the laws. Like, what, you, you talking about the voter laws? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm with it. Like, from what I saw, they were just, you know, trying to prevent the cheating, trying to prevent the bribing and stuff like right. that. So it makes sense to me. I don't see why anybody would be against it unless, unless they want to cheat. That's exactly, you stole my words because <laughs> when I walk up, we, we vote right up from the house. We have to go in and show our IDs. How come you can request a ballot and no one has seen your face or know where you're requesting it from? Why is it okay for you to get all these ballots without showing who you are? Right, exactly. It shouldn't be that way. Well, man, we just mainly want to tell you we got a free hat <laughs> from your teacher today, and yep. thank you. Yep. Oh, thank y'all. Appreciate y'all as always. Thank you. Have a good evening. Have a good weekend. Oh, same to y'all. Bye-bye. See you, man. Hey, that's a great testimony right there. You know, get one of my hats from ablmerch.com. Hey, you might get something for free. Get a hat, get a shirt, get a mug or whatever. Get, get, get one of the shirts, sir, sirs, or get one of the hats, get one of the shirts. You might get something free. You never know. You know? So, yeah. Great, great. Okay, let's get to the next one here. Let's go. Four zero. Okay. Wow. The, my, my phone lines are blowing up. I'm, I'm telling you. 219, you don't know who I'm speaking to. Hello? Yes, 219, who am I speaking to? My name is Rosie. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Oh, my God. I am so honored. I finally got through. I've been trying all night. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I just want to touch on a thousand things. The first thing is... Can everyone please stop calling me brown? Because mm. I'm really not brown. I'm tan. <laughs> not even tan. I think I'm beige. <laughs> but it pisses me off. Sorry. Can I say that on your channel? I don't know. <laughs> but it just irks me so much. And I tell my kids, my oldest is going to be 30 this year. I have a youngest that's going to be 13. Well, he's going to be 14 this year. And in between, I have 11 kids. Mm. But I tell each and every one of them. And I told them since Barack Obama became president, I said, there is a, going to be a divide. Don't ever forget you are not defined by your color. That's right. And what is happening now? I told them, and I said, they're brainwashing everybody. Because before that, you are no longer an illegal immigrant, an illegal alien. They said, okay, you're against them, then you're against migrants. And I told my kids this, and I, I cannot stand it. Oh, my gosh, I cannot stand that I'm just talking to you right now. It's amazing. I respect you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate but it. I, I, and I told them, and I cannot stand. I said, "You're going to lose. You're going to use Martin Luther King for everything." I said, "Okay, understand that he wasn't exactly the pastor and the Christian that he profiled to be, but you know, he was human. So I'm not going to hold that against him. 
he had his affairs and he did everything, but the sole purpose of his being was that he believed you were not going to define by your color, but by the content of your character. And I told my kids, I said, what are you now? I cannot stand politicians, even the people that I follow that, that say brown and black. And I was like, when did I become a color? I can't stand it. Right. I I, it's just obscene to me. I'm sorry. No, I mean, I'm, I'm right on. I'm right on. It's like at a certain point, it's like, are you a human being? Don't you have a name? Aren't you somebody? Don't you have a life for yourself rather than just being relegated to a skin color? Exactly. And I told him, I said, it doesn't even matter that my name is Rosie. Right. I said, because all you see is that I'm a color. Yep. And, and why would I be a color? I said, I'm whitewashed. <laughs> according to my ancestors from Mexico, because I was born here. But another thing I want to touch on is democratic hypocrisy. Because I cannot stand people to say that Democrats help them. My mother, I was born in East Chicago, Indiana. And if you don't know where East Chicago, Indiana, it's right next door to Gary, Indiana. Hammond, Indiana, and all these other Democratic Indianas, which I can't understand how Indiana is a red state with Holocomb saying that, oh, we're going to finally open up Indiana on April 6th. And then I go to stores because my kids have to eat. So I put my little mask on because I got to go. They need food. And I asked them this past week, I said, so on April 6th, are you going to still have these masks mandatory in your stores? And I would say three out of 10 that I asked said yes. And I said, well, I won't be coming back here anymore. I said, you know, I played by the rules and I played by the games. I went to stores where I didn't have to be with my face nozzle on it. And my kids, I have kids with corbivities. You know, they have illnesses. They do what they got to do. And I don't stand before them. I protect them. But I, I really can't stand it. I say, okay, we're going to be a red state. But in my Democrats that I grew up with, my mom was a precinct committee woman, Democrat. And when she got involved in it, then that's when she turned Republican. And I think had she lived this long, because I lost her, but had she lived this long and my kids say, you think she would be for Trump? And I said, think of your grandma. You think she would have been with Biden? I said, she already turned from the Democratic. Patrick, do you know who Patrick is? Who? Avia Patrick. No. He was the mayor in the city I grew up in, in East Chicago. Most okay. corrupt mayor of all time. Next to Gary's mayor. I think it was Carter at that time. Not sure. Don't quote me on it. But then we had a midnight Mary, mayor called Kalinkus. He escaped to Greek. 
Right. Greece. Sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Call like, call. I got. I have, have more. I have more calls online. I'm sorry. I have more calls online. I need to get to. I'm sorry. I have more calls online. I need to get to. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, but I'm really happy I got to speak to you. You're freaking awesome, amazing. I love talking to you, or listening to you, and I encourage all my kids to. And you're amazing. Thank you. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. All righty. Let's go. 219, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? Oh. <laughs> so what line? It's, it's all right. It's just me and you. No, you're, still on, you're still on the phone. I mean, you're still, there's somebody still talking on the on the TV. Yeah, so, because I don't know. the TV does not line up with me. Okay, okay. I was just cracking up, and I had to call because I was born in East Chicago, Indiana, too. <laughs> and But you know what? Um, Wednesday, I wanted to call real bad because uh, there was so much I wanted to say. Because... Uh, uh, start, start anywhere. Yeah, okay. So anyway, um, I wanted to, somebody... You know, I was reading the stuff that goes up. And um, people were talking about the climate, the climate. And I'm like, how come nobody ever talks about, I think last week there were 48 volcanoes erupting. And uh, this week there were 52. And I watched these volcanoes every morning. I put them on because it's on YouTube, the USGS. Uh And and, uh, if you watch it, these volcanoes, are sending up a lot of uh, smoke and, you know. Right on. Straight straight to the atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I believe, and I've always believed it for years since back in the 70s, because every time you hear about these volcanoes erupting, our weather changes. It gets colder, you know. And anyway, I wanted to say that, but I I was laughing because I was like, oh, my God, this lady is calling from me. She got going there. Anyway, uh, there was a doctor that came on. I was watching him on YouTube, and he was saying that um, he believes that that virus was here in October of 2019. So I don't know if you've watched that. It, it, very, well that could, it, it very well could have been because I know people that got sick with something that didn't really know what it was in 2019, and it was very similar to what wound up being a virus. So. It's very, it's very uh, possible. Okay, so I don't know if I should say this, but in October 7th of 2019, my husband had an appointment at the University of Chicago Medical. And that at that time, I told him, God, it's so strange because usually there's someone sitting at every chair, you know, in the waiting room. There was maybe three, him uh, and two other patients. And to me, they were acting kind of, I go, this is really weird. I don't know what's going on. But anyway, maybe it doesn't have anything to do with it. But then come December, and I don't have amnesia, but didn't the first case here in the United States, wasn't it some woman who had come back from China and she had it? I don't remember. You don't remember? No. And then when when did Trump hear about it? In January? 
I know January, I know that was like when it was really first kind of going on back in January. But I don't really know what the first case exactly was, like patient zero, I suppose. But like right around January, that's when it was happening in the States. But we had heard about it over in China. We were seeing the videos and stuff like that in late 2019. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember that. Anyway, yeah, I thought it was funny. But I, I wanted to mention the volcanoes, and I don't know if you've seen them. And uh, a lot of them are waking up. And and since you said that, no, you haven't heard anything about them, but they do. They do have a lot to do with our weather. Right. And right. it's, uh, I was, uh, I think you said it's SO2 that they send up into the air, into the atmosphere. And uh, and I don't know what SO2 is, but, uh, well, I, I'll, but I'll, I watch. I'll, I'll look into I it watch. for sure. I know, I know one thing that people don't talk about is the sun. And if you have any kind of, you know, uh, differentiation in the way the sun behaves that can change everything that could change uh, the, the weather dramatically people take that for granted because it's kind of like far away it's just it gets warm but you don't really think about how big it is and how powerful it is but i have a few more calls on the line to get to thank you for your call definitely appreciate you yeah thank thank you thank you have a good night same to you now all righty shout out to everybody calling in let's get to some more here let's go 970 you're on the line who am i speaking to Hey, how are you? Doing all right about yourself. I'm doing wonderful, man. I've I've watched you for I don't know, probably about a year, year and a half, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy the conversation that you have upon me. And I'm just calling in to express my feelings uh, about the conversation that you don't even know me, but I enjoy uh, all the things that you converse about. Um, are you there? I'm here, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and first, uh, I need to say something as well. Um, I am a high representative of those things that stand behind the back of your neck, those flags. Yes. And uh, the way you put out your information, it is not false. It is real. And the way you internalize the things that you see and you speak about are very admirable. And you know, people call you and talk to you on a live stream and say about aliens and so forth. The reality check is they're not conceiving the whole information of who you are and what you're trying to project. Um, the way you look at things and analyze from videos and so forth and, hey, let's check this in and let's look at this. And the reality is absolutely consuming to me. And I thoroughly enjoy the way you analyze things. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. It means a lot to me. Absolutely, man. And uh, you've you've achieved it, and I uh, hope you prosper and keep growing, man. I I like the way you do things, and I like the way you discuss. And uh, you're not biased. You find the focal point, you get into it, and you see the reality of it. Right on, man. Appreciate you for, thank you, and thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Absolutely, man. You have a wonderful evening. Thank you for all the things that you do for us. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. Great call. I appreciate it. Shout out to all you guys. Shout out to all the supporters. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Let's get to the next one here. Let's go. All righty. 409, you're the line. Who am I speaking to? What it do, ABL? Everything's all right, man. What's going on? Not much, man. The call, you know what I'm saying? See how you doing, y'all you know I mean? 
Yeah, man. Everything's all right. What's happening with you? No much, man. I just wanted to call and make sure you're doing good. Let you know, hey, look, man. As a white man from Houston, Texas, growing up in the book, it's refreshing to see a, 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 a younger black man that's like not racist. You know what I'm saying? Like, not that they're all racist where I'm from. I'm just saying, like, it's hood there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I know like, what it uh, is. You know, it's just it's a different kind of environment. And like, I'm growing, I'm growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like. Man, like fourth grade, I used to have to fight like five black boys all the time. And all of a sudden, I'm playing football. And I'm even my best friends. And like, we was just cool. And they trying to tell me I'm black. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not black, bro. I'm just a white dude growing up in your community. You feel me? Like, it's not like that. But now, I'm getting older. And I'm like, I'm watching this politics. and never really was into it. And it's almost like, damn, I'm being uh, targeted. Like, if <laughs> if I go somewhere else that's not my hood and they don't know me, then all of a sudden, I'm this racist white dude, which I'm not even racist. And it's like... Man, they targeting white men. Like, I don't understand. I don't want my kids growing up like that, even though they're they're biracial. You know what I'm saying? Right. Of course. Anyway, I just want to let you know. I, I mean, you, you you're probably whiter than me, man. You have good vocabulary. You speak good. All that. You seem educated. I appreciate that, man. We need more black people like you out there. Um, you know what I'm saying? Instead of just people out there listening to the hip hop and. The, and just wanting to get and turn it up or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like we need people to actually wake up in their mind, not not the, not the woke crap, but like really wake up, you know, see what's going on. And, you know, there's only one race; it's the human race, and we need to all be together, you know, as Americans. And, and that's that's a problem here is that people aren't proud of being Americans. <laughs> I grew up in a poor community, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, but I'm proud to be an American. I don't want to go to none of these other countries. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, we need you know to be what? Proud uh, one, one thing about it, one thing about it, people they always talk about how bad America is and how racist everything is. They don't want to leave. They, they want to stay right here in America and continue to live in this beautiful country. They don't want to live anywhere else. They cry about it all day, but they're not. They won't move at all. If they move, it'd be from Dallas to Atlanta. That's pretty much it. I'm not gonna say racist don't exist. It exists in everybody a little bit. It does. I, I acknowledge that. But wait, they say racist exists. It don't. They don't. When I'm watching John Bones go up against Leo the Machida, I'm going for John because he's the American. I'm not going for the Brazilian dude. You know what I'm saying? I'm from America. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you got people coming here from Columbia working at Walmart with you, you know what I'm saying? They're here for like three months working, and you in there with some black dude, and they talking about football. And we're like, we don't know what you're talking about. That's soccer. Like, we, we got American football. Like, that's something that we all kind of – we're American. We have more in common than we do – you know, separate, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we actually have a lot more in common, you know, um, it's kind of like I was allowed to date black girls, but my sister wasn't allowed to date black guys. That's the tiny racism that, you know, was still in my parents, but they really weren't racist. They just, if it was like a, a, a black person who went to work and conducted themselves correctly and they probably wouldn't care. It was just about, they didn't want them being with the hood guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. And then even when I dated a black girl, her black daddy was like, what is that cracker doing here? You know what I'm saying? Like, he was racist too. It ain't just white. It's everybody. But it's not where they perceive it. It's not that way. It might be in some areas, but not for me. You know what I'm saying? Not my kids. Like, <laughs> to me, it's, it's not about you're an American. You know what I'm saying? You're just an American. You, like, we go to war and we're shooting against these Afghanistans. You my brother, you feel me? <laughs> like it's we we in this together. And that's where everybody needs to wake up and realize we're all in this together. Doesn't matter what little differences you have, we have more in common than anything. And that's what you know, the only way we ever gonna is if we stop fighting each other. We have to stand together, stop being divided. And uh yeah, I, I was never into politics. I voted for Barack Obama and then I regretted it and I voted for Trump. <laughs> and uh 
you know, I'm not really a Republican or a Democrat. I'm just an American dude that's trying to do what's best for my family. You feel me? Right, right on, man. That's where you got to be, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Y'all means, all right, you have a good day. I'm going to let you go. I right, thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Yep, bye. Hey, that, that was a good call. I like that. He was like, look, all this, all this race stuff, you got a lot of the older generation, some of them, not all of them, but some of them still kind of holding on to some of that stuff. Where it's like, oh, man, I don't, want, I don't want my daughter to be over there with that black guy. I don't want my son to be over there with that white girl. You got some of that that still exists among some people. Older, newer. But really, all of that need to just kind of stop. Let's just embrace being American. That's what I was talking about earlier. All this African-American. Like, I'm, I'm an American. And the caller, he's an American. We're all Americans if you're here, you know, in this country. And then beyond that, if you got anybody from over the pond or whatever, we can get along. We can have our countries and identify with our country and we can we can work together if we need to i'm not trying to be a globalist we can just get along though we don't have to be doing all this fighting and stuff but the main thing is you're an american you here you live in this country you operate with everybody here get along stop 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 all the unnecessary fighting all the divide and conquer stuff got to come to an end for sure all right let's get to some more here let's go five eight six five eight five you're online who am i speaking to Hi, um, I'm calling um, about the situation that I heard about um, earlier, um, about the two teenage girls who, like, heard it. I know that you probably, like, talked about it multiple times, but um, it just, like, kind of really hurt my heart seeing something happen like that. And I know that that stuff happens, like, all the time. And it's just, like it kind of makes you think of, like, where is this world leading to? Like, what's happening? What's going on? And how can we make a difference? And how can we change? You know what I mean? And so I just wanted to kind of speak on it. And it's just, like, it's just really sad, the direction that everything is going on. Um, Like, legit. So that's just pretty much it. I just wanted to kind of put that out there. And I don't know, like, what we can do to make this better. I mean, really, you know, the, the, the main thing, to, to say it right quick, I mean, these parents, like, where the parents at? Okay, you got a 13-year-old and a 15-year-old carjacking. Like, the details will come out. One of them had a taser, and they assaulted this man. So what, what are they doing mm-hmm. with the taser at 13 to 15 in D.C.? Like, what's going on in the middle of the daytime? Where are their parents at? Why are they just allowed to maraud the streets? No, no supervision, no nothing. I mean, at a certain point, the parents got to be caught to task. The kids have to be called a task. People got to care about their children. And when they don't, they're going to go out here and do anything. And the kids got to have responsibility too. You 13 to 15, you know what's right and wrong, or at least you should. And if you don't, whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. So that's really what it is. Bad parenting, parents that don't care, kids that don't care. And then you go out here, 13 to 15 year old girl, or girls with a taser, trying to carjack this man and then wind up killing him. And then don't, don't even care about his well-being. That comes from lack of parenting. No empathy for human beings. Yeah, it's like they just kind of like walked away and it, it felt like they didn't even try to go over to see, like even show any type of remorse. And I was just like, dang, like, you know, how can you even have like no sympathy, no type of feelings, like nothing? And it just like hurt my heart because I have nieces and nephews out there and it's just like, 
what are you doing? Like, why are we not trying to, like, direct these kids? Like, it's parenting, too. Like, you have to do more. You have to be there. You can't just give birth to kids and just, like, let them live their lives. Um, It's just sad. It really is. I'm with you. I agree. All right. Well, thank you. And um, I I saw, like, your um, videos. I saw, like, a couple of them with the support some white superior thing or whatever which um (laughs) it's kind of crazy but um yeah thank you and I just wanted to kind of just put that out there and I just wanted to you know let like just try to figure out what can we do to just do better and be better and just this is just a messed up world honestly thank you for the call I appreciate you all right bye yeah it was it was seriously messed up now, do you guys see this headline? This is this is a ridiculously worded. Um, the headline has so much about the article here. Teen girl charged with murder, carjacking in D.C. But this little blurb right here, if you can't see the screen, I'll just read it for you. This is from CNN, of course, the Common News Network. Uh, police said the girls, 13 and 15, assaulted an Uber Eats driver with a taser while carjacking him, which led to an accident in which he was fatally injured. What? How about two uh, teenage girls killed a man while carjacking him? How about that? Carjacked him and killed him. That's that's what happened. He died. And they didn't even care. All right, Jordan, what's going on? Yo, ABO, what up? Hey, that was the right man can't complain. Uh, that's good. I wanted to talk about the, the whole um, Roland Martin thing, you know, my favorite, my favorite newscaster. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it is really distressing. I, I was hearing it from a YouTube channel called LA Confidential about this, and he has a point. We got, uh, well, for one thing, there's a, uh, who's the kid's name? I forgot. Um, King Randall. King Randall. Um, he had been stated that, that it, the whole voter uh, suppression in Georgia is not his jurisdiction. He has other people on that matter. And there's a video by two videos by Don't uh, Walk Run Productions talking about um, voter voter suppression in Georgia. So you can check that out if you want. But my real issue is that you got people like Umar Johnson, who is our liar. He's a liar. He gets interviewed all the time by like the Breakfast Club and stuff and DJ Vlad. And he raises a million or so dollars for a school that doesn't exist and blames the white man for why it doesn't exist. Meanwhile, you have uh, King Randall. He funded a school, raised funding for a school, actually built the school, had transportation for the school, um, and is trying to get black boys off the streets from the police and all these gangs and stuff into better lives. And these people just get treated like garbage. It's like how Ice Cube tried to secure half a billion dollars for the black community and people just called him a puppet and insulted him and yelled at him. I don't see how the black community can progress like that. I mean, that that, that can't, there's no progression there. there. There's no progression there. It's just, what can I say? Just the, the grievance culture, the victimhood culture. There's no progression there. Not, not at all. It's just unfortunate, man. Um, it, it saddens me that people get their emotions all tacked up that they start acting this way. Right. Um, are you familiar with the Derek Jackson situation? 
Oh yeah, of course. I, I I love how he has to eat crow now. You know what? His situation, he should have just taken whatever kind of punishment. He should he should have taken whatever kind of backlash he was going to get by himself. He had no reason to bring the wife into it. Whatever you got doing, whatever you did with your audience, whatever hypocritical stuff you did, you take responsibility. Don't bring your wife because now they didn't make memes about the wife. They didn't call. They they didn't made dug into her. her Insta- how she looked. Oh, they did. They they dug into her Instagram page. They making all. And now she's on the Instagram page trying to defend herself. So she got a she got a crown of Jesus. It's like, see, she can't deal with all this stuff. Okay, the man got to protect the woman. He put out. He he's just a human shield. He was like, look, I'm getting attacked right now. You go out there, take the bullets for me. And now she getting hit, and she don't know what to do. He's a dirtbag for that, really. That dude He's is a dirtbag in general. A, dirt, a, dirt, a, dirt, a dirtbag in general, but the main thing is not protecting your wife. That really had me upset. Yeah, I just hate how he's been telling people, uh, you know, uh, telling black women, dump your man if he's cheating on you, all this stuff. And then here he is in the same situation, and then he g- gets closer to God or something, and now he's back together. It, I, it's absurd. He's a hypocrite and a dirtbag. Correct. Thousand percent. Um, about the Oakland thing, all I'll say is this. Um, let's hope that the white residents don't leave because I don't think that $500 a month is going to be any any more useful. I think that's just like chump change, especially in California. You say how much? Like, the the $500 oh, a month. Yeah, for 500, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's, that's just chump change. That's For California, that's nothing. But you know what? It's, it's, it's always going to be the next thing because there's all kind of benefits out there in California. It's all kind of benefits you get, you know, just the regular welfare, EBT, WIC, TANF, et cetera. Then there's a bunch of other little stuff, a little stipends, what's the stimulus money, and then unemployment insurance. It's all kind of just money, 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 money. They, they want to get it to the point where you're totally dependent upon the government for every little thing. And then when the money that you get is not enough because it will never be enough, you got to keep asking for more and more and more. And the only way you're going to be able to get it is by voting for the Democratic Party to get more and more and more because the Republicans yeah. won't do that. They won't give you all these benefits in perpetuity like that. Yeah. One more question about bail. It's important. Um, Kevin Samuels, since he's getting so much press now, I don't know if you were thinking about um, reposting that Kevin Samuels interview that you did for the traction, because it's not that popular, but it has a lot of good information on it. I may do that. I may do that. Yeah. It's just an idea. Yeah, it's a good idea. All right. uh, I'll bail, LBO. I'll be in chat. Talk to you later. Chat and uh, ABL, peace. I right, peace. All right, shout out to Jordan for the call. But yeah, shout out to my man Kevin Samuels doing this thing. Got the guy, you know, he's he's blowing up right now. But that dude Derek Jackson, man, that's crazy. Like that that story went everywhere. Newsweek, Entertainment Tonight, it was crazy. It was crazy. All right. <laughs> that that debate with Destiny, people talk about that to this day. I did, I did that debate like three years ago. People still talk about that every day. They, they bring it up, bringing up clips. It's like, wow. And that was kind of like the spur of the moment type thing. I just, I popped up in his Twitch chat or something. And I had to like, I had plans that night. I had to leave. I had to go, you know, I was going to dinner with my wife that, that day. And it was just like, okay, I got a little bit of time right now before I put my shoes on, go out the door. I'm going to just do this debate. And that's still talking about to this day, three years later. It's crazy. All right, let's get to some more here. All uh, right, eight. Hold on. Three, one, five. You're on the line. Who am I speaking about? Who am I speaking to? Hey, yo, what up, ABL? 
Everything's oh all right, man. What's God. going on? It's been a minute. Last... Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I know you can hear me. Yo, last time I asked you something, uh, is about uh, the old people, all about the, the Trump uh, rallies, right? There's, there's so many old people, like 100 plus. But anyways, oh, my God. I got feedback in the background, boss. What's that? I have feedback yeah, I in the background. I got you. I got you. I got you. I got you. Yo. All right. So, so what do you think about this voting? Oh, fuck. Why is this going? All right. I got you. I got you. All right. So what do you think about this voting? You think it was legit or not? That's my main question. The, the voting where? Like to, for the uh, election? The 20- voting in this past, pre- this, this past presidency. You think it was legit or not? I think there was plenty That's of illegitimacy question. going on because of the, the, they changed the rules at the last minute. So when you change the rules right. at the last minute to have just universal mainland ballots, you've never done it before, yeah. it, it, it's going to be some fraud going on. Now, to what extent, I don't know. I, don't, I have no way of knowing that, but there was a lot of it. Look at Georgia today, though, man. Yeah, what see, are they saying? See, Georgia, you know? what they're doing is just trying to prevent that because they understood, okay, right. they're changing the rules right now. Now, we have to update and our policies remember, and our laws to, remember, to match it. I'm listening. I'm listening. Yeah, they, gotta, they had to just change their policies and their laws to update the, the new rules yeah, that have been put in place. everybody knows that last, yo, the last fucking voting, my bad, I didn't mean to say the F word. <laughs> I don't want to get you uh, whatever, but yeah, the, the Georgia thing was the last thing that everybody was uh, counting votes on. And then, it, you know, went to, to Biden and now Georgia is now saying, Oh, uh, we're gonna do something different, and you know what I'm saying? It's like, what is going on? Right. Uh, but I digress, brother. All right, yo, you're awesome. I remember talking to you. you. You had that one good point about the old people voting, and uh, but anyways, keep it real. Stay safe, brother. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. Later. All right, great call. Shout out to my man for the call. All right, let's get to some more here. Let's go. All right, Victor, what's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call. All right, no problem. Man, I am so torn. As a progressive today, I'm so torn. (laughs) I want to be Black Lives Matter, but I want to be me too. And Deshaun Watson just messed it up for me. (laughs) Yeah, because he got about, about 14 or so accusers that came out. Yeah, man. Yeah. Why can't you be like a white man like everyone else? <laughs> Dang. Oh, well. Oh, well. But at least one thing made me happy. Joe Biden 2024. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, might, he, might, he might not make it because I seen him the other day. The man then fell on the stairs. I mean, looks, looks kind of raggedy. <laughs> yeah, I saw, I saw one video where I mean, he he always get these blanks, these brain farts when he's when he's talking off the cup. But I saw one clip where he really, really had a huge brain fart, and I'm like, I mean, I don't know if that 2024 is going to work out for you, bub. Yeah, it might not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I saw that Roland Martin uh, interview with King Randall. Just the. T- 20 minutes after that 20, 20th minute, I had to cut it off because Roland Martin was getting me heated with what he was talking about. The first thing, he kept making King Randall look like an anarchist. I'm like, 
no no duh that you cannot fully separate from the government. Roland Martin knew what he was talking about by separating from government, but he wanna play dumb and try and make him look like he's he wants to completely separate from the government almost like an anarchist. Right. Also yeah, also I'm I understand what Roland Martin said about well what happened if he has if the person's lost his job, don't he need the government? I mean I understand that. And I'm probably one of the few people that call on the show that don't have a big issue with the social programs because I could see it good for the short term. But King Randall was basically trying to say that you you do not want to be under the government for the long term. You can't because, live on that forever. At a certain point, you got to do things on your own. Yeah. I mean, the government is not made for you to uplift your life. At, at best, it is preventing you from going deep down into poverty. It's up to you to make your to make your life better. I understand if you're working like at a fast food restaurant. I mean, go buy some stocks for that fast food restaurant so you could make your life better. I mean, that's the beauty about this country, oh, man. Also, the the second one with Roland Martin, and he did this to Ice Cube too. He's trying to make people fight another battle that they're not interested in or or equipped with. He, King Randall told him multiple times, the voting is not my battle. Why is, why is Roland Martin keep trying to make him fight something that he's not, he doesn't want to do? King Randall found his lane and he's doing a good job, a very good job in his lane. He should not try to take him take him off that lane. He did this he did the same thing to Ice Cube on his on his black plan with working with Donald Trump. The one main thing that that Roland Martin had a problem with Ice Cube plan is that oh it doesn't have anything say about the black women. Why? When it's supposed to be helping all all black people. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. Exactly. That mean but see, a lot of these people they, they don't really they, all all it is is they have an issue with people like uh Ice Cube and Kim Randall because they're conservative a little bit. That's that's all. I mean if you're a liberal you could pretty much do whatever you want, say whatever you want. You know, I mean, it's Roland Martin shows how the older black generation has been failing the new the new generation. And it just hurt me so bad just seeing him tearing down another young black man over nothing. Yeah. And it was very pathetic. Yeah. Anyway. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Bye. All right. Great call from my man, Victor. Excellent call. Let's get to a few more here. Let's go. 860, you're on the line. I'm going to speak to Hey, Anthony and Sonia. How you doing? Doing all right. I can complain about yourself. All right. I'm trying to remain positive because I didn't think there was... Uh, 
anything too scandalous that could follow up a Cardi B Grammy performance. Uh, Not that I watched it, but I heard. Yeah. <laughs> and then I turn around and I see Little Nas X uh, comes out with a number one song that involves so many bizarre things I can't even mention. And the um, scariest part is that I let my kid watch Old Town Road because it seemed harmless enough and the song was catchy and he liked it a lot and he was just dressed up as a cowboy and Billy Cyrus is in it. And, um, well, look what he follows up with. Exactly. And that's the main thing. And then I saw this uh, article coming floating around from last year where uh, Lil Nas X said that his crowd is mostly children. That's his core audience, and he's cool with that. So, okay, if you know that your crowd is mostly children and you go out here and do something like this, which is completely beyond, I would say beyond X-rated, really. I don't know how it's on YouTube. You do something like that, you put it out to kids. It's like, what are we? What exactly are we doing here? It's, this is really just crazy. Also, because conservatives are censored and also demonetized on YouTube, but this apparently is not offensive to anyone. Yeah, I guess I guess that's to, that's totally fine. You know, it's it's weird what gets censored and what doesn't get censored. Yeah, very scary. Um, I don't know how other parents are handling it because it's one thing to, um, you know, you can watch your kids as much as you want, but these little things, they pop up here and there, and the images are just insane. So um, <laughs> it reminds me of this series that Lady Gaga has. I don't know if it's on Netflix or where it is, but she's got blood on her and some kids with baby bottles filled with blood. And um, I know they call this art, but it makes you wonder why they choose these products or these projects, rather, and um, what the goal is behind it, because I'm sensing a pattern. It's blood, it's kids, it's gender-bending, it's, uh, I don't understand. And speaking of the gender stuff, I mean, I'm so glad that my kid is beyond kinder and first grade in those early years, because now that they're going hard with this woke stuff, I mean, I don't know if it happened because of the Biden win or after the Floyd incident, but I just don't remember them even talking about that in schools like they are now. And as much as we want to reopen and send the kids back, I'm petrified of what they're going to get taught when they go back. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Really, really good point. You know, I think it all just it all depends on what kind of school it is and where mm-hmm. you are, maybe. Because uh, hopefully we don't have a whole lot of book stuff going on. And uh, hopefully they've not become radicalized. I mean, the teachers, that is. They've, mm-hmm. Hopefully they've, they've, not, they've not become radicalized with this woke stuff when, when they've been on this break because a lot of people have kind of uh, slipped mm-hmm. a little bit mentally during the break because they've been away from the public. Mm-hmm. And then this thing with the private funding for the families in Cali, I think it's Oakland. You know, I'm all for private funding. It's nobody's business what these donors want to do. The irony is that, like you said, I think in your video, they're probably white. So how could there be, there be so much racism if all these white people are giving their money away? Exactly. But um, like you say, I digress. <laughs> um, the thing is, is that if we started a charity to help out those poor white folks, they would shut us down in 2.2 seconds, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Like, they don't, it's, it's just so strange the way they operate. They say that they're, you know, so woke and so caring and so generous, but I think it's just a matter of them being self-serving, wanting to do things that benefit them and not anyone else. Because when they had that GoFundMe, I don't know if that was what they used for Kyle Rittenhouse, and I think they also oh, sent yeah. money. I think Candace had opened an account for someone else. I forget who. They closed, it. They closed those things down. Yeah, right away, instantly. 
and they didn't say it was private then. Um, and then I'll leave you with one more thing. Uh, after Biden's speech and after him falling up the stairs, I am thinking that, you know, I'm a realist. Aren't you just, like, ready for them to just rip the Band-Aid off already? What do you mean as far as, like, them trying to Geppetto Joe Biden throughout If we're going to get Kamala, let's just do <laughs> this thing. Yeah, I mean, go ahead and do it. Like, I feel like they're trying to just ease people into it. But it's like, at this point, I'm not even really buying mm-hmm. into what you're trying to sell me. I'm not buying this whole thing about, oh, well, you know, um, Biden-Harris and... Biden strong. No, stop playing games. Like you said, rip the band-aid right off and let's go ahead and get to it. Let's not let's not play around anymore. I mean, she's already got, you know, a lot of things lined up, like an in, like a talk with uh, Bill Clinton, right? About women empowerment or something to that effect. Yep. Good grief. Hmm. All right, I'll let you go. Great show, great calls. And if any other parents out there are losing their mind like I am about all this stuff that the kids are, you know, we're trying to keep them away from. Please have them reach out for me to me. I have a channel. Maybe they could talk. We could vent on our, my podcast. I appreciate it. Okay. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. You're welcome. All right. Bye. All right. A great call from Sonia. She's right there in the chat. Her channel, I forget. But she'll put it right there in the chat for you guys so you guys can go ahead and follow her over there. So shout out to her. Great call. All right. 386 on the line. Who am I speaking to? Hello, uh, this is Journey. It's nice to meet you. Oh, likewise, man. What's going um, on? So I've been watching you for a while. I just want to say I'm a big fan, uh, and I really appreciate what you're doing. Um, I just had a question. Uh, I'm kind of nervous, so I had to write it down <laughs> so that I could say it all. Um, so I'm 20, and it's kind of off topic, but... Um, when it comes socially, like dating profiles like Tinder or just social media in general, uh, it seems like it's just dominantly now like BLM and anti-white cis extremists everywhere. And I feel like really isolated socially and politically now when I feel like I'm, I'm sad that I can't just have a respectful different opinion without being called a racist white male and shunned from almost everybody. And I've only now been not attacked by the extreme uh, LGBTQ community who hate cis straight males because I myself am bisexual. So is there like any idea why, you know, what there is that I can maybe do in a social world like this? I'm my age of 20, like, cause I feel like it just gets worse and worse. Um, you know, okay. So when you say social media, you're talking about people that, you know, like in your everyday life or people that you just, you know, see you online and, and, and you know, kind of just engage with it that way? Um, I, Both, actually. Like, online and bios. Like, I, there's stuff on Tinder. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's stuff on Tinder that's like, um, if you uh, don't agree with the BLM or if, if you are a white male, uh, don't talk to me. Okay, now, like now okay. I'm going to give you some uncle advice. I'm about a little bit older than you. I got a niece at your age. I'll give you some uncle advice here. Tinder, I won't even mess with that, man. Tinder is not really where you want to. If you if you're just trying to, if you're not, if you don't really, if you're not trying to be serious and you're trying to just, I don't know, Tinder is not really a good place for you to be. All these dating apps, stuff like that, this little quick hookup stuff, that's not where you want to be, boss. So I won't even mess with it. Really, that's kind of a, a warning sign right there. If you're on this app and you see all this kind of weird, woke, cringe stuff, you know you're in the wrong place. All right. 
Now, right. as far as Twitter and uh, what you want, what you want, like on TikTok and stuff like that, is that where you at? Um, Instagram mostly, but Instagram? I'm in the real world too. Like my, my coworkers are the same way. Now, okay. Now, as far as your social media, I'll talk, talk about that first. You can follow people that happen to have your, you know, same points of view. You know, like my feed, I don't have anybody just crazy on there. If somebody comes on there that's, mm-hmm. you know, kind of weird or left, I interact with them. We have a debate. That's fine. I like I like debating, but I don't follow people that are just ridiculous nut jobs. I follow the mainstream news sites to see what they're talking about. But as far as like prime example, Lil Nas X, I'm not going to be following this page right at all. Period. I'm just not going to do it. I don't need that in my my whole thing. So you can you can curate mm-hmm. who you want to follow and have that be that. Okay, if you got friends and family that are kind of weird, you don't got to follow them if you don't want to. You could put them on mute or whatever the case may be so they don't get triggered or butthurt. And if they do get mad, oh, well, it is what it is. So now as far as your coworkers and stuff like that, hey, it could just be, you know, professional. You don't have to really get along with these people necessarily. But as long as you can just work together and be professional and not get into the politics stuff, it should be okay. Now, so with your coworkers, are you having these political talks with them? Talking about Trump and Biden and the border and stuff like that? What mainly happens is, and it's not just with coworkers. I'm just like saying that's another thing. It's it's a lot of people I meet, like anybody. It feels like that way anyway, um, in person when I try to be social. That at the end of the day, they're an extremist like that, and it just confuses me because I don't know like who to meet. But anyway, but um, no, with the coworkers stuff, it's more like nowadays if they are extreme like that, like it, that's like the only thing you ever talk about. <laughs> Okay, so, see, don't 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 get into politics at all. Like, okay, what what state are you in? Florida. I hate it here. Oh, you <laughs> F- Florida? Florida is like where it's at, man. Florida is actually yeah, a good that's place. What I'm thinking maybe, yeah. No, Florida. Florida is a good place. You don't want to like try living in California. Oops. If you live in California, you'd be ready to go in and just you know jump off the bridge, man. Florida is a good. But see, I think what you got to do is get around a different circle of people. You know, in, in your personal life. Because Florida's a good place. I'll, you're in the South, you know, it's straight. It, it might it might be depending upon what city you live in, if you live in kind of a liberal area. But it's a good place, I'm man. in Daytona, dude. It, it's terrible you're here. Saying, <laughs> where are you saying? Date? Daytona. Oh, Daytona? Uh, I mean, that's not, that's that's like what? Like Alabama, ain't it? Or is that like further south? Uh, I'm not sure. I just know that it's Daytona, and I personally hate it here. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you need to change the scenery. You know, um, you uh, you you say you say you're in college right now. Um, I'm about, yeah, I'm about to be. You're about to be. I mean, how about go somewhere else for college? How about go to a different city? I mean, if you, if you can, I'm not sure. You know, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying for now. Well, is there any? Do you think there's any solution for now, though? Like, if I was to stay, I mean, or is that just kind of how it is? Like, do I have to? Be fake is what I guess I'm asking. Like, is that a good idea? I don't. I, I just be fake and you, go along with it. You you don't have to be, you don't have to be fake, but you don't have to always lead with politics. You could just talk about other things. One thing about people, politics and religion, two toxic topics. You you can't really win sometimes talking about these things, even if like let's say you're a Christian. I'm not saying you are, but let's say you're a Christian. Yeah. And you're talking about religion when somebody else is Christian. And then you disagree with their particular viewpoint on what the Bible says. Now you guys are fighting for no reason. 
when if you just did not talk about religion or politics, everything would be all right. Keep things away from that. When, right. when I'm when I'm with family and they bring up politics, I don't say nothing. I don't say a word because I don't even want to get into it. We could have a, we could we could talk about things that are not politically related. So that'd be my advice: avoid politics and religion because it's not even worth it. And maybe just find new people to be around that aren't so uh, butthurt and dumb when it comes to just regular stuff. Right. Yeah, man. So that's that's my advice to you. I mean, I would say that like. Most of the time, it's kind of like just a, it's like if I know that's how they think. Like obviously, if 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 I don't, if I can't handle that, I should just move on, right, to a different person. Yeah, I'm I just mean, saying that it, it gets frustrating when that's like I feel like at least personally where I live, that's like almost every single person I meet. They can seem like the nicest person, but then they'll have that ideology that's so hateful that it, I feel like I'm, it's toxic to be around them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, if you're around toxic people, that's bad, regardless of what they identify with. You know, they could be on drugs, they could be bad yeah. politically or whatever the case. You wouldn't be around good people, period. I guess, man. It's just hard, but... It's I hard. You know, it's, you know, life life, life ain't going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. It's definitely a hard thing. But I'll tell you what, though, it's a great payoff when you actually are able to achieve it. It's a great payoff. And then... If you feel like your area is kind of toxic and the people you're around might need to move around, see so at least travel, go some, take a trip somewhere if you can. You're a young man, but you might still be able to do it and just you know right. see different things. So hopefully that helps you. All right. And the other thing, one more thing. I know I don't want to take up too much of your time. I apologize. Um, but um, I love how you're basically like the whole. You're like the one black person that I've seen online kind of break the barrier when 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 talking about um blm and stuff and uh -huh. about not being completely with it and right. for me i'm um like i'm part of the lgbt i'm gay i'm bi you know um i'm trans and stuff like that so it is you're an inspiration because it shows that just because you 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 can kind of like i guess you're quote unquote a part of that group, if you know what I mean. You you can stand out and you can be strong with your with your correct ideology. You know what I mean. I'm with you on that, but I'm gonna say one last thing. You say you say you're trans. Is that right? Yeah, I'm. Well, it's, I'm gender fluid. Okay, now if you got that going on, you gotta understand that's gonna put you at disadvantage of being able to meet people that aren't so toxic and liberal because they feel like you're on their team. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, I guess so. That that's gonna be a roadblock for you. So understand, it's gonna be kind of harder for you if you got that going on. It's not necessarily impossible, but it is gonna be a right. roadblock because they feel like you're on the same side. So I'm, I'm gonna throw that out there for you, man. So thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Yeah, of course. Thank you, man. All right. Yeah, man. I don't know, you know, what's going on with that. That's not really my wave. But hey, man, if you say, you know, I'm transgender. You're going to attract people that are into that. And you're going to mostly have these leftists. It, it, it is what it is, man. So if that's life, you if you if you live that life, be ready for what it, it comes with. And if you're not ready for what it comes with, you might want to do something else. All right. Yeah, it's not 100% dude to me, too. I'm, I'm reading your comments, but I can't judge them. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what's going on. It's a young man. 
you know, I done seen people that are kind of feeling that way when they're younger than grow out of it. But hey, you're going to have that problem of meeting some toxic people if you are in that lifestyle. And stay off Tinder, sir. 573, you're going to learn who I'm going to speak it to. Hey, this is Nick. I'm out of Fredericktown, Missouri. Is this ABL? Yes, it is. Hey, uh, I'm 43. I was raised in Alaska, but I moved to Missouri. Both of them is red states, but Alaska is becoming particularly woke. And uh, I just, uh, I'm amazed that I got through to you. And um, I was just wondering, mostly I was just wondering, like, I watch uh, a couple of other big-time streamers like yourself, that are varying degrees of conservative. Like, have you thought about hitting any of those guys up? I don't even know if I should name them. I don't know if you want that on your show. Oh, it's fine. You can name them. I, you know, it's all good. Uh, ben Shapiro uh, was one of them. Conservative Twins was another one. Crowder was another one. I see that your numbers on the stream are way up. You've gotten exponentially popular, more popular. And I've seen that you worked on other people's videos before there was one where you went a, you were in a room full of people discussing uh it was one thing in particular you said the best thing that oh the one thing that obama did for the black community was show the black community that uh, a, a black man could be president yeah that was on uh jubilee when i was in la that was a lot of fun I thought that was hilarious because I feel like that's about the only thing he did during his presidency, too. Sure did. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, seriously, have you ever thought to get down with any of those guys? Absolutely. I've met the um, conservative twins, high twins. I met them when I was in D.C. And they're really, really cool guys from, from Virginia, just like me. They're from Martinsville, which is over there by Roanoke. And, you know, my dad is from Roanoke, so that's, you know, a common type right there. So we got along pretty well. Yeah, they're really good guys. Um, I love to do Crowder's show. Ben Shapiro, he's over in Nashville, so that, that ain't nothing but a two-hour drive for me, so I love to go do that. And Kenneth Owens is out there, and I know Brandon Tatum personally, so I love to go out there and meet him, do something with him. It'd be great for sure. Okay, so you already have met the Hodge Twins, and you already are tied in with a lot of these people? Yes, very good, very good. Uh, the other thing was, uh, I've been, look, I was raised conservative, and I kept it that way. I love capitalism, love the First and Second Amendments, and uh, we got guns here. And I'm worried about the feds going to eventually take them away. I've already considered burying everything in a deep hole somewhere and waiting for a smart administration to take over. <laughs> That, that'd, be, that'd be a good idea, so they can't take it in the meantime. And then when the good folks come back in town, you could just dig it on up and be like, hey, I didn't know I had these. I found them just by accident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat got unsunk. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> also, do you like to shoot? Yes. Okay, very good. Uh, what do you recommend for rifles? I've only owned pistols, and i got to tell you, nothing of mine has ever been on paper anyway. I just uh, I don't like the idea of having everything I do be in track. Like, what do you uh, mean? Like, well, as far as a, like, as far as a brand name? Well, 
uh, you can throw me a brand name or a specific weapon. Uh, like, uh, I ain't nearly as big as you. If I remember right, you are in the six feet up range. I'm, ba- uh, I'm barely scraping six feet, and you probably got about 30, 40 pounds on me. I'm just guessing. Yeah, I'm about 6'3", I'm about 215 right now, right around that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, you got more than that on me, sir. I'm 5'11", and about 180. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what I have right now, I have a, um, I have a carbine, foregrip, sight. I love it. You know, uh, collapsible stock. It's great. I forget what, what the brand is. It's not really a well-known brand. Um, it's, I, I forgot what that brand was, but yeah. Um, I got a, I have a regular handgun, a very, very common one. I don't want to say the brand name of that one. I don't want to say too much, but I have, yeah. uh, I got a few more, but that, that carbine, I love it. Classable stop is, is great. What I, what I really want is a SBR, a short barrel. That's what I really want. But you can't have, you can't really have the true stop the way it's supposed to be. So I'll wait until we can get some more laws on that one. Oh, I figure the way things are going right now, I'm glad we can actually get on to some politics. Um, they had a uh, – the way things are going, you got left states and right states. Right, uh, left states are burning themselves down, and right states are arming up. Now, when California – who was the – wasn't it Washington that was the first state that said, we're going to recreationalize grass and come and arrest us if you don't like it, we're just going to do it? I'm not sure. I believe I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure it was Washington. But when they did that, whatever whatever uh, left leaning politicians were in office that decided to tell the feds, you can't, you know, you can't stop this arrest of Stanton, they crossed a huge line. Now, right. other states saw Washington get away with it. California and everybody else opened up recreational, and then. Uh, or med- medical and then recreational, and all the states learned off the other states how to streamline the effect. Now we have right-leaning states going, you want to take our guns away? Uh, there's a county in Missouri, I can't remember which one, but just recently they passed a law that says it, you can be a regular cop here and arrest somebody for private sale of guns or enforcing federal laws, but if you do that, they will not they will not harass the officer for doing what he can. But if it ain't federal business and that uh, county or city policeman does this, they will find the corresponding department a half a million dollars. Wow. Yeah, this is, it's recent, but this is legitimate. Uh, like, again, I'm in Fredericktown, Missouri. It's a small, predominantly hillbilly town. But it's uh, 81% voted for Trump here. Right. And um, I just, uh, what I see in the future is every blue state burning itself down with no drug laws at all. And every right state driving around with bazookas and tanks as a result (laughs) of them deciding to skirt that portion of federal law. Right. No no doubt. But I got got to uh, to wrap up here. So thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you. Hey, ABL, thanks. Uh, I, I got my boy watching you, too. He's 10. Uh, we both love your show. Thank y'all for watching. I appreciate y'all. Anytime. All righty. That'll be a wrap for me. If you couldn't get on, I'm sorry, but Blender White, man, it's not my fault. I'll be back again live on Wednesday, of course, at 8 p.m. Eastern time to 11 p.m. Eastern time. The first hour or so, I'll talk about what's happening 
Newswives, and then the last time in the show, about two hours or so, I take calls, and that'd be it. I got super chats on deck, and then I'm wrapping on up, put the bow on the top. Again, thank y'all for being here. Most certainly appreciate you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on the internets. All right, let's go ahead and go back to where I was. Let me see. Shout out to Jake from State Farm. Great name, sir, for becoming a member. I appreciate you. Thank you to Kimmy who says, ABL, anti-view needs to be banned from your channel. Read chats, love and respect you. Everyone should watch 17 Senators at the border, 325 Ted Cruz. Shout out to Ty Nicholas who says, work 10% more hours, you make 40% more money. Fauna Faye says, ABL, hey ABL, BET had Joe Biden open up the Image Awards show for tonight. Hashtag Image Awards ain't black. Wow. The Image Awards, really? Wow. That's crazy. Bob Johnson, oh man, I know you I know you were upset. I know he sold it many years ago to Viacom, but good night. I mean, really, Joe Biden? You ain't black that man opening up the Image Awards? I wouldn't even go. But the Image Awards, they're they're, they're super woke now, I suppose. Same thing with um just you know, BET, Viacom in general. That's that's cringy. That's super cringe. Thank you to Tyrannius who says, uh, LOL, $1,000. I spend that much every week. Certainly not rich. Morons, exactly. Talking about the people that quit their job for the STEMI. Quit their job. Not just, I'm calling off, I'm going on the quit, bounced, left. Adio, sayonara. Thank you to Rosie who says, trying to call so many busy signals. Hopefully you got on, Rosie. Thank you to Love Live Serve who says, most people... These days have full-time management skills. I notice people successful in their field, like you, ABL, are super diligent consistently. So many folks are bipolar with their work ethic in college, work, and life. Yeah, right on. Like, I am, like, very militant. People think I'm in the military because of how militant I am. But I'm very militant, very time, time, time. You know, I just I just have been like that for a long time. Shout out to Fauna Faye who says, just in case I missed it and you already talked about it, did you see where the Gorilla Glue Girl is pregnant? Pray for those kids. Yeah, see, the Gorilla Glue Girl is a whole grown woman, like 40-something years old. So, and she already got a whole football team of kids. And she got a whole basketball team right now. Now she got a bench player. But different story, I digress. Shout out to Chris, who says, you are amazing. Thank you for that. Thank you to Laura Catherine, who says, it's no surprise that mass shootings and senseless violence are on the rise under Biden. Trump was all about law and order. Didn't put up with the nonsense. Exactly. Thank you to Nick, who says, hi, Anthony. According to my online research tonight, Western Asians are not considered Asians, but Middle Easterners. 80% of them identify as white on a census. Keep up the good work. Well, they can identify as whatever they want to identify with, but that's Asia. Because where is Middle East at? Middle East is in Asia. Ain't no such continent called the Middle East. You have Europe and Asia. Once you get past Istanbul, Turkey, you are in Asia. So, I mean... We're talking about Iran. What is that? Is that Asia or is it Europe? It's got to be one, one of the two. One of the two. And we're we talking about Russia. Russia partly is in Europe. Once you get to the Euro Mountains, that's a dividing. That's a, like the line of demarcation between Europe and Asia. And most, most of that is Asia. Once you get to the Far East, like the Euro Mountains, Siberia, that's Asia. That's basically North China or North, Northern Mongolia, basically, in, in Siberia. And it's sparsely populated. It's like Native American territory out there. It's the equivalent of native territory out there in Siberia. But yeah, Syria, anything past Istanbul to the east is Asia. Past Suez Canal 
to the east is Asia. That's the geography. The Middle East is a region, just like Southeast Asia is a region, but it's still Asia. Shout out to Wendigo Smith, who says marijuana demoralizes society is garbage. Shout out to Kimmy, who says, I'm sorry I made a mistake. Anti-view. Love. I love ABL. Thank you for that. I appreciate you. Shout out to Divine Feminine Queen, who says, drunks always want to fight. <laughs> Tasha says, if Trump starts social media, you join in. I'll join. See what's up with it, for sure. I mean, if it's a good service, I'm with it. If it's going to be kind of trash and not really, you know, then I'm, I'm not going to be on it. Shout out to Stephanie Cash, who says, I love you, ABL. What is the best way to get through on the phone? What makes you believe that 2024 will be an election that can be won when we couldn't dispute the election with Senate and President Republican? Well, to get through on the phone, got to keep on trying or try through Skype. That's also a good way. I'm able to see you a little bit better, maybe. But um, uh, the thing is, you have to be able to affect change on local levels. Like Georgia is a prime example. Because the elections happen in the states, not in Washington, D.C. So change the local laws, get those tightened up to prevent fraud from happening in the future. So you can have a fair and free election. So shout out to Laura Catherine who says, we are just peasants to the woke mob and demon rats. That's what they say, of course. Monica Mathis says, did you see the article in Epoch Times about the CDC not following the Federal Register guidelines for data collection regarding COVID? I did not see that. Very interesting. Shout out to Atomic Tabasco who says, shipping Suez Canal, call Evergreen. Hillary Clinton, Secret Service, call sign is Evergreen. Number on ship is H3RC, Hillary Rodham Clinton. Weird. That's definitely weird if that's true, for sure. I ain't even going to hold you on that one. Shout out to Frank who says, so if the Oakland City officials are giving out free monies, why are they taking the paycheck from white taxpayers? Hey, great question. Rosie says, sounding like a uh, such a fangirl. My mom defined me. My grandma defined her. My hometown destroyed the Democrat. My hometown destroyed Democrats by Democrats. East Chicago, Indiana. Thank you to Megan Smith for your thank you emoji. I appreciate you. Thank you to Mary G who says, I'm black and I know how to use the internets and I also have ID. Yay me. <laughs> hey, shout out to you for knowing how to use the internet because the left is say, oh, you can't use the internet. You don't have ID. You know, that's, that's what they say. So thank you for being able to do some of these things that they say you can't do. Thank you to Leo Mazina for a Superman emoji. Thank you to Let's Go for the number one fan emoji. Thank you to Sonya Scrapbook who says, are there any private funds to support struggling parents through the pandemic period of any race? I'll wait. Hey, good, good question. I don't really know about that one. Thank you to G Mix Mag who says, great show. Thank you for your very kind words and your donation. Thank you to Man of the Face for becoming an ABO supporter for the very first time, I suppose, maybe. And shout out to Love Live Serve who says, what advice would you give folks for to become more militant like you? You remind me of my homie in the military. Y'all know how to separate work and play. I don't know. I just was kind of raised up like that, really. Dad was in the military, firefighter. So I would see him do things like eat real fast, <laughs> like, and just be so laser focused. That's just me, though. That's just my personality. I'm like that. So I'm not really sure how to get people to be like that. I don't really know. I would say just uh, just no matter what, just, just have patience. Practice patience. That's the main thing. Practice patience and practice being consistent, doing the same thing over and over. Develop a pattern, develop a routine, become routine, develop patterns. 
and do things like that. That's probably the best way. And I don't, I'm not really sure what to, how to really train someone to be that way. Cause I've been that way forever, pretty much for a very long time, raised that way. So thank you for being here. Definitely appreciate you guys. Great show tonight. Enjoyed it as always. Shout out to all the mods in the chat. You guys do a great job keeping everything in line. Thank you to everybody that is watched, liked, subscribed, super chatted, shared. And also, this show will be available as audio only on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, etc. A link for that will be in the description box. Or you could just search on those platforms for me. Just search ABL Live. I should pop right on up. Also, I got everything available that you can see here. The flags are available on bhedesigns.com. There's a link for that in the description box right below the video. Click on the show more. It'll pop right down. You can see it right there. Also, these hats, I survived the pandemic and many more new merchandise items. I put like, I'd say between 10 to 15 new items on the store with the revamp, ablmerch.com. The link for that will also be in the description box. If you go to my website, anthonyblogan.com, everything is right there. Original articles. My flags, my hats, how to contact me, email, snail mail, whatever you want right there on the website. But that'll be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out and peace.